coming to you from Dante Cola Promotion Studios One in Wichita, Kansas. It's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Starring El Señor Adam Tate and El Gran Tommy Martinez. Featuring behind the control board, the mighty Godzilla. This podcast is recorded live to tape and produced by Dante Cola Promotions. And now, you wanted the best? Well, don't tell them. It'll go to their heads and make things worse. It's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Welcome and welcome to the Diamond Adam Hard to Name Podcast, season number three, Adam, episode 22. And that voice you heard is that of El Gran, Tommy Martinez. And that voice you just heard is that of my rock and roll brother and the guy that I've been missing for quite a while, Mm -hmm. Mr. Adam Tate. What is going on, Adam? How are you, my friend? How come we haven't been here? How come we haven't been putting out any content? (laughs) We're going to get there. And behind the control board, Adam? Yes. Safe and sound. You know who it is, baby. It is the mighty Godzilla. Yes. Oh. Different salutation there, Adam. He sounds rested and relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> what's what's he, he been up to? He's a little mad at me, Adam. Because, wow, you what'd know. you do? Well, you know, I, I was up at the Grand Canyon. I was up. I see his point. He said there was not a not a lot of Godzilla video material up there, Adam. No, but I don't know if you got to see anything. But did. it's like a perfect size bathtub for Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna bathtub your car. <laughs> no, Godzilla, no, you're leaving. looking good. You're he looking was good. mad. He was mad at me. He just he, as always, he stowed away at him, and he went with me to the Grand Canyon. Well, well he's, a, he's a member of the family now, <laughs> pretty much. He comes out there like, "What's what are you doing here, Godzilla?" <laughs> uh huh. Oh, he said there was no groceries left. <laughs> Anyway, long story short, Adam, I was, yeah, I was gone. I've actually, I've been gone. Adam, I think the audience is kind of getting tired of listening to that. Last summer, though. I was gone. <laughs> you were gone. I was just permanently gone. <laughs> Permanent vacation. <laughs> so we've squeezed in, yeah, the dynamic dual kind of action. Uh-huh. You know, again, awesome and superb job, Adam. Oh, yeah. Of, what, what happened? Of how you edited and worked on the post-production, Adam, of that last I still, podcast. I st- it was fantastic, Adam. I still let a few things of as a suggestive material through that probably should have been <laughs> uh, clipped to the uh, cutting room floor. <laughs> I, but, thought it, I thought it was awesome, Adam. Okay, good. <laughs> entertained the hell out of me, Adam. <laughs> so I like to tell you, Adam, that while I was gone, it was a bad week or a week and a half for the fans of both Olivia Newton-John and Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> More so probably for Olivia Newton-John. <laughs> you think so? I think I think so. Not according to Fox News, Adam. (laughs) (laughs) Looked like the the second of the bunch had a a rough week. Yeah. Would you rather be uh, in a box or would you rather be raided? (laughs) (laughs) Which is your choice? Let me see. Hmm. How about neither? No. (laughs) (laughs) Adam, uh, you told me a few episodes ago that you were going to try out for that Inordinate Penis documentary. How did that go? (laughs) I mean, I don't... (laughs) 
I don't think they actually received my audition tape because I have not heard a response back yet. <laughs> You're really going to go for it, it, it aren't might, you? It might be lost somewhere in the mail. I mean, because you, you have to take photographs, you know, front and back, and then you have to also put a dime for scale. So, so they're able to see exactly the, the, what they're dealing with. You actually went for it, didn't you? <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting back to hear from them any day now. When they saw the dime comparison, they started filming already. Oh, shit. They may have, Adam. I don't know. You know all those cast. Maybe callers. season two. But yeah, dude. What were you doing while I was gone? What was I doing? Well, we've been uh, hosting my son and uh, his girlfriend and the new baby, my my first grandchild. Leo, Leo Adam. Leo. Leo. And they have been coming over to the house with regular frequency. And do you know what? Oh, are you surprised? Do you know what is bringing them to our house? Don't know. I don't have an idea. I've told you about this athletic equipment oh, that the, I have the at the Peloton. House. The Peloton and the Tonal. Oh, okay. My son's girlfriend goes down there, uses them. She's dedicated. She has probably as much, maybe a little bit more dedication than I do, wow. actually. So she is traveling getting into the you're house happy you're happy using, adam is being used I, I absolutely i love it and You've then been asking for that adam. You and then she it. goes down and she uses the thing and i get baby time <laughs> i get to hang out with with this baby Oh, that's pretty cool for you, man. I know because you've been yearning, Adam. You've been actually asking, hey, please, somebody come over <laughs> and use this equipment. I know. You sign up and you have like your own little tag. Like when you open up the machine and it comes on, you hit your name. And there's only two names <laughs> currently on the machine. It's mine and hers. So, <laughs> Well, good for her, We're, we're doing the bulk of the work good on that her. thing. Post, postpartum workouts. Good. Yeah, she's getting all over it. That's yep. pretty great. And then, you know, obviously the baby time, that's pretty awesome. Yes. yes. I heard you tell uh, the big boss here that it was fun. It was fun. It is fun. Doing baby things. So that's yeah. pretty awesome for you. Yeah. He's changing a little bit. Like he was so complacent. He's like, okay, you know, hold me this way. You want to lay me down? Fine. You want to no feed worries, me? No worries. No worries. No There's worries. no big deal. And now he's getting a little boisterous. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's changing his personality Coming up, he's two bit. months old now? A little over two months. That's pretty awesome. I've been babied up myself here for the past, uh, mm. what we got back on uh, a week. And a, actually, yes, yeah, seven or eight days ago, man. Mm. And my niece was here. There was one that we went up to the Grand Canyon with. And uh, we drove out there. Oh, yes, back. the trip to the Grand yes. Canyon. Last Friday, we got back. We went like up to uh, uh, the salt mines or the salt. Yeah, the salt mines up there in Hutchinson. Okay. And we also went to Abilene, Kansas, the uh, home of our president, a lot Eisenhower. Of, a lot of geographic features you wanted to deal with. You wanted to deal with salt mines and also the Grand Canyon. Yeah. How what, How did you find the, the greatest hole in the world? Is it a wonder of the world? It might be. Uh, uh -huh. I found it. Were to, you in wonder? Actually, I have no words to describe. Wow, this is something. The magnificence of, of this thing. Oh, wow. It is something that I had never experienced before. To be honest, this is no shit. I was taken aback Whoa. for a moment or two. Long story short, I told you that it's a camping area. That's mainly okay. the, the main thing out there. That's what they do. They camp. All right. And they uh, hike and do all these outdoors things. You know, me and outdoors is just like, you know, psh, I'm out of there myself. Mm -hmm. uh, I, you know, when I was, in, I told you this, when I was in the army, they had to pay me to be in the woods. Mm -hmm. I did a little research. I actually spoke to Agent X3. Mm -hmm. He had been out there. And, and he still couldn't find any talent for you out there? <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't think the conditions that Agent X3 was out there was <laughs> that talent. I don't think not even Agent X3 would find talent out wow. there. Wow. Anyway, not, but not that's, an, that's, that's another. Uh, let's just say there's not a lot of candidates to visit our consultation office of Rumpology. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> all right. I'm serious. That's why That's why Mr. Gosila was all upset. <laughs> I told you that already. Because I? you usually go to these uh, places that their candidates are all over the place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was that? What? <laughs> So don't ever take them out there again. <laughs> I, I didn't take them. He sounds very dejected. Yeah, I know. Anyway, going back to the, uh, I, I spoke to him. I spoke to, I told you this, uh, one of our newer listeners, Lewis, he had been out there. Okay. And they basically told us, stay in Flagstaff and roll up to the canyon. Be in civilization, you know, quote unquote, hmm. and then go up to the canyon. Going up to the canyon, it's just like any touristy area that had one little town be- right before the canyon because it's all rural to the max. Okay. You're on the top of this plateau, mm-hmm. and you're just going miles. It's just like in the movies, man. Hmm. We get there. We, we went to the south entrance. What Agent X3 had told me was to go all the way to the west side and work your way down. And this is just, and this is not a spoiler of any kind, but this is the way I did it. At the visitor center, if you walk just a little bit to the north, you're going to get this view of the canyon. Mm-hmm. So I took the advice and I went to the west side and we worked our way down because I took a bus too. I didn't even hike out there. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. I jumped on the bus. Okay. Like, let's go on the bus. That's too much walking. Mm-hmm. When we got off the bus that we're about to get on, the other bus that would take us to the furthest end on the west side, when you come up, that is a sight that was so impressive. I was, I was truly was taken aback. I was like, wow. That is absolutely beautiful. The colors. You know something that was really cool? We're there in August. We think it was August 2nd when we visited the canyon. And it was nice and cool. It was like in the lower 70s, a little bit higher in the 80s. I think it's the time where they get rain. All right. It was nice and cool. It wasn't overheated. For the most part, the people behaved. You know, there was like, you know, no pushing and kids running around and that kind of nonsense. You know, we made it the the furthest west end and made our way back. Jumped on the bus a few times ourselves. You know, I said, I'm going to walk all that. Hell no. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we were stopping at the sites. We were taking pictures. There's places, dude, that have no barrier, no anything. And it's just a sheer drop just right like off the edge? sheer drop, yeah. Wow. It's like, wow. And I'm, like, really cautious. I'm, like, maybe 10 feet away, and I'm already crapping my pants. How deep, I, how deep I, is it? How deep is that drop? Uh, it's a mile drop. From right from the edge, it's from like straight, edge, it's down. straight down, man. It's what oh. it looked like. It's what it looked like, you know. Because wow. you could go to another of the vantage points or one of the viewpoints and look that way that you were at, and you're just like, "Holy God, that is steep." And they have different names for it, you know. This is like the Hermit's Point and Helm's Deep, Isengard. Just you know me, I gotta throw in the Lords of the Ring. And no I, wonder you liked no it so much. No fucking idea what I was doing out there. It's like, it's like oh no, the Balrog is coming up <laughs> in pure daylight. <laughs> you know, they advertise it as one of the most beautiful sunsets on that part that we were at. That we we're on the west side. You uh, obviously, did you, did you take in the sunset? Absolutely not. I was out of there, dude. By four o'clock, I'm did gone. you get a sunrise at least? No, not even. <laughs> we we got there. We was we spent about maybe six or seven hours there. By then, dude, I'm spent. It was like maybe three, three or thirty in the afternoon. I'm ready to get some child, get something to eat, and we still had to stop at some post of some sort. What if guaranteed it was the most beautiful sunset you'd ever see in the world? Mm-hmm. It was the guarantee. Would you have waited and said, 
I will look at the most beautiful sunset. Uh, maybe, if it was guaranteed. But you, but you didn't believe it. No, no. Again, beauty is in the, what is it? In the, the eye of the beholder. In the eye of the beholder. Mm. Thank you, yes. Yes. I don't know. I mean, I YouTube it, I guess. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. That's always a sure bet. Sure. My phone had any reception up there. <laughs> and it did, but it would still take a little now bit of time st- to You stayed on the upper level? You didn't venture down oh, no, into no, the no, bottom no, no, of no, no. the canyon? I wasn't going to do that. Okay. There's no way. Not me. And like I told you, we didn't stay up there and into the lodges. We didn't stay in any of the campings. We stayed in Flagstaff, dude. Made it back. Guess what? I had chicken fillet that day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> With my goddaughter Paula. That's what she wanted. So I'm, I'm all for that. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> no worries on my end. You well, know the trip was saying? a success, it sounds oh, like. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100% success. Would you go back absolutely. to the Grand Canyon? Uh, not anytime soon. I already saw it. So it'll, you know, it has to wear off a little bit. Oh, okay. And I took my picture, did that thing. And I'm not going to say bucket list because I don't believe in bucket list because I'm one of those spontaneous guys. If I could do it on the moment, I do it. And that's it. If I miss the opportunity, guess what? I'm screwed. Mm. Overall, then after that, we went to some place called Arizona, where they had a bunch of uh, American, uh, native American animals, bears and wolves and bison and all. You get to drive through the park and they come right up to you. Okay. The bears were right there. I mean, the only thing that stayed stayed far away was the bison, thank God, because, you know, they're a little ornery. Sure. The wolves were right there, uh, reindeer, all these animals. Then you get to go into the park and that's where you do the walk around stuff. Hmm. You know, I did see some specimens, as some human specimen that should have been in cages themselves. <laughs> Might have been smoking some cannabis up there. In, <laughs> okay. In Arizona. Uh, you know, give them their favorite, their favorite meal, some weed. <laughs> throw, them in, throw them in that cage. They'll be fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Got to go to the Navajo Nation while I was up there. That was very cool. Okay. I haven't been to a reservation or I haven't been to anything Indian in quite a while since some powwow that I went down to in Oklahoma. This was like some sort of a museum of some sort? Uh, had artifacts? No, no, dude, no. This is like the biggest reservation in the nation. Okay. So, yeah, and I stopped there. And <laughs> we stopped at one of these outposts. Don't worry about it. It wasn't uh, the one that uh, Alice Cooper had in Scottsdale. Oh. It, wasn't, it wasn't that one. But I'm sure it had the same kind of things. Okay. I sent you a picture. They had that Metallica. That, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, right. that's where it was from. <laughs> they had a Metallica yes. toy, like yeah. little, like little action uh, figures. Out, action figures. Action figures. Out. Like a whole little. Did it have a stage along with it as well? Uh, yeah, a yeah, you platform could be, yeah, to be yeah, on. Exactly. Yes. And all the four characters of yes, Metallica yes, yes, yes. in miniature form. Yes, yes. yes. Jason Newstead era. Yes. But it seems that they were selling it for a premium. Oh yes, four hundred bucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> did it come back with you? Uh, no, it did not. Oh, okay. <laughs> Chief Yellow Bear Junior. He didn't. He didn't want to hook it up for me. No. You couldn't do neg- yeah, any yeah. negotiation there? It was a very uh, cool trip. My niece, I, you got to meet them last time, I think. Yes. My niece, her husband, Juan, and Nat, Sally, Juan, and, and my goddaughter, Paula. And, of course, the big boss. Mm-hmm. And then the driving was almost done by me completely. Because you know me, I can't let nobody drive. Yeah, it's <laughs> a control issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, the hotels were fine. We did get some local eateries. Like We uh, were able to go to one that... Uh, Guy Fieri had certified. And I didn't know until I'm ordering it. Certified. Yeah, well, not, you know, not his restaurant, you know, but one, like, that yeah, he, one, one of his diner drive-in and yes, dives things. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You and I went to one up in Kansas City, didn't we? Um, when we went to see Guns N' Roses. We might have. Yeah, anyway. So yeah. while I'm ordering, right, I'm looking and say, oh, 
oh, look, this is Guy Fieri. And it was uh, French toast, uh, yada, yada, whatever it was. I forgot what it was called. It was French toast. Okay. And it was really good. Dude. Oh. oh yeah, it's pretty. The place was called Oh God, Over Easy. Hmm. I immediately gave it, went into TripAdvisor, a five star review. Nice. I loved it. It was really good. I mean, it was it wasn't the normal fare, if you know what I mean. It wasn't the regular fare. Our waitress Maria from El Distrito Federal in Mexico. <laughs> you got, <laughs> you know, a, dude, you got I, a history I mean, there, dude. I'm yakking with everybody. I was yakking <laughs> with Chief Little Bear Junior. I mean, I was just talking it up. You know what I'm saying? Was the French so, toast like supersized or something? No, was no. It was just no. four slices of French toast and had uh, pecans and caramel and the way they had soaked the French toast and it was a brioche bread, by the way. Okay. The way they had soaked it and cooked, you know, put sure. it into the pan, it was still nice and moist on the inside. Mm. You don't get that. Sometimes you just get it completely dry or the egg on the outside just kind of like sears up and you can't get into there and really get into the good stuff. Uh-huh. It was just overall really good. Mm. It was so good it didn't need a syrup. Did you say, that's money, like, like <laughs> no, Guy, no, Guy no, Fieri no, no, does? No. I, didn't do any, I didn't do any kind of Guy Fieri imitations whatsoever. No. <laughs> this is a, was it a welcome to Funky Town. And <laughs> no, I didn't do any of that. No? Oh. No, but yeah, that's my boring story of my vacation. Wow. Yeah, It was really good, man. And I've been on the road, dude, since uh, beginning of July, man. I'm 100% honest with you, dude. I am all vacationed out. You're wrecked. You're still t- you're tired from vacation. Yes, yes. Well, that's what you're supposed to do in retirement, isn't it? You're supposed to just vacate whenever you feel like, take opportunities to go on these trips and experience things. Yeah. This is what retirement's supposed to be. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I'm not bitching. Don't get me wrong. It's just, I guess my age. I'm not the road warrior that I used to be. Oh, no. It has to be, man. And the driving wasn't bad at all. You know, you're going west out there. It's all flat. You need to step it up to like first class. You need to fly somewhere. You need to get the Ubers or get the cabs to places. Have you seen how expensive those Uber cars and the rest have been gotten? No. What's happened? Ooh, man. It was like from the airport here. Uber wanted to charge me 60 bucks, man. From our airport? <laughs> yeah. To, to your yeah, house? Yeah. Something about this was hmm. prime time or some nonsense like that. I said, hell no. Mm. I said, I made a phone call. Come and get me. <laughs> Come and get me, big bubba. Was it a little bit less than $60 for mm. that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Since Big Bubba jumped in my truck and got me. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, that's just on the side note. You know what I'm saying? So I understand. Yeah, it was just it was just one of those things that uh-huh. I just thought it was uh, a little bit too expensive. That's you know that's all I got to say about that. That's on a side note, Adam. So yeah. Okay. Didn't get tail, but you did get me. <laughs> Something has happened. <laughs> Something has opened the channel of mail to come in, to, to come into our coffers. Why are we being deluged with mail? Uh, I don't know, Adam. I guess I had some time to read over them, Adam. Oh, no. I think maybe oh, next episode we won't have probably have. When that. we were consistently putting out episodes, there was less time to actually yeah, look at the mailbag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to go back to that. It's that when you get when you get spanked by mail so much, you just go back for some more. <laughs> you're, the, you're the masochist. Oh boy! And then every once in a while, you get this gym, Adam. Oh, there's a gym. Yes, we did get oh, a gym, Adam, and I believe it speaks to your to your skills, Adam. <laughs> As a producer, you know, it was really good email. It says, this email is from Danny Reco 12. So, okay. and, and Danny is D A N I. So it might oh, be a lady. Might be a lady, right? And Reco, I don't know what that stands. Ooh, maybe she's a, a lady. Maybe she's Italian. Okay. It says Tommy and Adam. It didn't start with deer either. So it just said Tommy and Adam. Okay. I was at the gym doing a plank while balancing a 20 pound medicine ball. 
Mm. Adam, you were just talking about working out. I was. Would a medicine ball just be placed like, I, on her uh, on her back? Just could, to I think balancing would maybe would be other hand. Well, but a, but a plank puts you like on both of your elbows or. Or, or hands on their side planks in like a in like a push-up position okay. type thing. Anyway, that's what she says here. Anyway, let's, uh, let's just say it's a she. That's the way I have it in my head. All right. When I heard Tommy say that the chick in deep throat <laughs> had a G spot in her throat, <laughs> Danny, I heard that. I laughed too. <laughs> I hope everything is okay with Danny. <laughs> I hope there was no accidents that happened. <laughs> I immediately lost my composure and couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I think Danny's our kind of gal. Yeah. I hope it's a gal anyway. Yeah. My girlfriend asked me, okay, yeah, yeah, it is a girl. It's a gal. I mean, asked me what I was listening to and I put it on the speaker, but they were grossed out. Oh, ah, Adam. So no additional fans no, at this time. No, no, no. So, <laughs> shit. Then I later heard Adam explaining about the cucklebur. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and I knew you two would turn it for the worst. <laughs> you guys are too much, Adam. That's oh, jeez. <laughs> I thought it was a good explanation. Oh, this, yeah. this is how that word happens. By the way, I think you guys should record later in the day. Tommy is always phlegmed, especially when he laughs. Oh, come on, Danny. <laughs> the quality of your voice is coming to question. <laughs> it's always, at least she said, she didn't say that I didn't speak clearly enough, maybe. I don't know. Maybe vocal exercises. Yeah, or, so uh, anyway, so she says, thanks for making my, thanks for making my uh, workout less painful, Danny. Oh, less painful. Oh, so, yes. Oh, good. At least the, the uh, that's, that's medicine an, ball didn't fall like on her. That's anything. an accolade, Adam. That, I'd say that's an accolade to your skills, Adam. Of wow. I thought that would make you very, very happy. I appreciate so. that we're being listened to while somebody is working out. Yeah, less painful. That means <laughs> just yeah. listening to them is painful. <laughs> listening to these two idiots, I guess I'll, it'll take away my pain. Yeah. yeah. Didn't get <laughs> <laughs> I don't let's start this sucker up, man. Alright. Ain't shady, baby, I'm hot. Light the prodigal sun. Alright, Adam. Pick up a tiny mini money more and flower. You're the chosen. Adam. Mm-hmm. What's this song about? There you go. Oh. <laughs> Got your left hand free from Alt J. Adam, today is August the 13th, 2020, and it's national, Adam, or international, actually. Left Handers Day. Oh, a day specifically for those of the left handed persuasion. Let me me congratulate myself first. Oh. (laughs) Oh. We have a left hander in the midst. (laughs) What were the chances I would pick this one? International Left Handers Day, Adam, Mm -hmm. on uh, August the 13th, recognizes all those individuals who have matured or mastered using their left hand in a right-handed world, Adam. Mm. Everything's backwards to you, right? Everything is set up, like even writing. Like if you're writing and you have to drag your hand across the paper, you're smudging the ink or you're smudging the... Yeah, you have to get up your own style. I have two school memories, Adam. Okay. About that. Okay. One was my second grade teacher mm-hmm. that forced us. Oh, there was a couple of left-handers, if I remember correctly. All I cared was about me, really. Mm-hmm. And she forced us to write with our right hand. Mm. How'd that go? It went very Not badly, well. badly, badly, badly. Right. Yeah. 
but it was a time that the teachers could do whatever the hell they wanted to do. And to be honest with you, I do use it every once in a while. Like, you know, when I had surgery one time for, That's for right. my carpal tunnel not too long ago, and when I had shoulder repair surgery, I also used my right hand. Were you able to get okay writing with the and right I, hand? You, you can read it, but it's not like you can you can read that well in my left-handed writing. Oh. So, so what the hell? <laughs> and so my, it's equitable anyway. And my other ones, I went to a Voltec school my first year of high school. And it was an industrial arts class where they do pre-engineering and bullshit like that. Just like you said, if you draw or if you, you know, trace whatever you're tracing on the exercises as you were doing sure. the angles and the boxes and how you start off, you would smear mm-hmm. with my left hand, you would smear the, with the paper and that obviously costed me points and bullshit like that. Right. So I had to learn how to write above the surface yeah. and not hold my hand down. Because you're missing that support. That's kind of like a support to keep mm-hmm. the hands steady. Yeah. So I have suffered, Adam. Yes, I've suffered with scissors. I have suffered with painting. I have suffered with drawing. Painting, painting how so? It's like early. Art, it's like artwork painting? Yeah, like artwork. You know, sometimes that you could go ahead and it depends how, how big or the way the canvas is situated. Mm-hmm. You could rest sometimes your right hand on a certain part of the canvas as you're as you're on the left side and it usually kind of glides over to the right when you're left-handed <laughs> there's no place to kind of hang it you yeah. know you got to kind okay. of like push the canvas like towards the wall and then you can put your elbow on the wall and use that as a support and you know anyway whoa but mm. you know you, you learn how to do what you got to do mm-hmm. the scissors usually is the pain in the balls right i forget completely the the bigger side versus the smaller size stick your fingers through mm-hmm. where your thumb is gonna go right so my scissors are just one size. They'll fit however they'll fit, and they'll go however they'll go. It, you know, uh, it probably sucks playing baseball too, because like when you're young, sometimes you share mitts, you know, uh-huh. between other people. But if we got the left hander over here, ah, you got to use a right hander's mitt, and you got to you know, do a transfer to to throw or something and I like t- that. And I tell you that I putt with my left hand too, right? I actually hit the ball when I played the few times that I played golf. Okay. I hit with my right. You have a right-hander stance. I don't know even if I have a stance. If, if that's... <laughs> well, you're on. Are you not? You're not laying on the ground, are you? No, you're standing. No, no. I putt with my left hand. So with the few times that I've done it, kind of drives crazy the people that I played with. You know, it's like, hey, what are you doing? I says, well, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. Is your answer? <laughs> that's my answer. It's like I'm trying to hit this ball because if I hit it with my right, it's going to go all over the place. Uh-huh. I said, I'm I'm autistic. <laughs> <laughs> in golf or, and in a lot, a lot of other things. Yeah. Anyway, approximately 10% Adam of the population are South Paws. Only 10%? That's what it says here, approximately. Scientists mm-hmm. don't know why a person develops left handedness, like if it's a disease. What the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what, are your, what are some of your disabilities? Left handedness. Uh-huh. But it's more likely a child will be left handed if one parent is a lefty, too. That's not true. Nobody in my house is left-handed. You're the only one. I am the only one. Mm. Uh, let me see. I, I cannot. And I know my family pretty well. No, I take that back. My cousin Mookie, he's left-handed. So it's two of us that I know of. The parents of left-handed children used to force them to use their right hand. See, in this case, it was the teacher. Right. In the eyes of right-handers, the predominant use of left-handed seemed evil. Parents feared their communities would shun their children. While we accept left-handedness more readily than days gone by, its occurrence hasn't increased. 
I don't know what that means. We but accept it. Why would I mean? Like I, it's not an acceptable quality. Yeah. What? The, what's why? the deal on that? It's uh, like. Did anyway. you feel different growing up? Did you feel? Did no. You, were you singled out? Like, oh, no. there's the left-handed guy. No, no. It was just in art classes where you get the most because they have techniques that you have to get graded on and shit like that. I guess that's where I was the most. Mm maybe uh conscience about it if you were to take the rest of my time really didn't matter like i could shoot with my left as well i could shoot with my right better because i playing sports i'm right-handed you know i'll catch with my right and you know that kind of stuff like that okay. if it's if it's if it requires power of some sort if it requires control it's my left mm, so like I, i'll shoot with my left hand i'm left-handed while i basketball fire. you're talking about uh both basketball and a weapon <laughs> Oh. <laughs> okay, gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So, yes. and I didn't know that that I shot with my left hand until I started getting brass inside of my, mm-hmm. my t-shirt mm-hmm. when I was on the firing range. I said, "Oh shit, what the hell's this?" You know, and then then the drill sergeant came running up. I said, "What's the matter with you, dumbass private?" And I said, "I didn't know." He says, "You, there's a brass." You know, they had offered brass deflectors, but I didn't know what the fuck a brass deflector was. Uh-huh. And then you know, later on when they modernized the weapons a little bit better, they didn't need brass deflectors because oh, okay. they take care of themselves. Now sometimes it's seen as a as a big asset, like if you're a, a pitcher. In, in the major leagues or something, you've got a lefty. Situationally, he's a big asset. You want to bring in that lefty to face the lefty batter. When it comes to anything that needs control, it's my left hand. Hmm. I play pool with my left hand. You know, I don't play the guitar with my left hand. I don't play my bass. Hmm. I play it right-handed. That helps you on the fretboard, I imagine. Yeah, that's the. I think that's why. Yeah, hmm. you get more power as you thump. Exactly. With uh, you know, with the right hand. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's probably why many lefties seek to blend in because they will stand out soon enough. That's like me on this podcast, Adam. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm standing out right now. I'm standing sh- out. <laughs> always, always standing out. <laughs> All my buttons are on the left side. Not. <laughs> Their unique quality makes them feel awkward, Adam. They bump elbows or seem like a klutz. You know, that's another pain in the ass. What's that? When I go to a restaurant, I always have to be on the left side. That way, my left isn't colliding with the other person that, you know, is trying to eat. I see what you're saying. Because if I get on their right side, I'm going to be colliding. Unless there's two lefties. They're going to be right-hand eating and you're going to be left-hand eating. They're going to be banging them all up and screwing them all up. So I get to a restaurant and it's like, oh, this guy was so hungry. That's not even a consideration. I need to to claim the seat first. That's not even a consideration that I've ever had to make. No, you're you're good. I I envy you, Adam. (laughs) Oh, the many things that I envy of you, Adam. However, the world world is designed for right-handed people. Uh, Well, wouldn't you design it for the 90% as opposed to the 10%? (laughs) That's why I think I identified with with Flanders when I discovered he was left-handed. You know, that was the only thing I identified (laughs) with, though, by the way. The Are rest, you sure? I did the rest I didn't care about, you know. <laughs> On the Simpsons Adam. <laughs> for, yeah. Anyway, famous lefties, Adam. Uh for example, eight of oh, these are the famous lefties, by the way. Oh good. Eight United States presidents, Adam, were left handed, including Ronald Reagan. Mm. George H. W. Bush, Bill Clinton, and Barack Obama. Uh, wow, that's quite a string. Adam Wood, the Sistine Chapel, and the Mona Lisa stand the test of time if Michael Angelo and Leonardo da Vinci had been right-handed. These are the greatest artists ever. Mm-hmm. And they Th- were those are the yeah. two that are held up uh, aloft yeah. above all other artists. Yeah. And they're both lefties. Yeah, Adam. Also says here, uh, rapper 50 Cent Adam is left-handed. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we went from uh, da Vinci and Michelangelo and, uh, it, it says to he 50 pr- Cent. He protected his hands, Adam, as he was deflecting bullets, Adam. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought he was deflecting with something else. <laughs> That's why he protected his left hand. Oh, okay. <laughs> Adam Left-Handers Day recognizes the uncommon individual, Adam, who throws catches rights and uses a fork mm. with their left hand. Yes. I sleep on my left side. You sleep on your left side? Completely on my left side. Do you sleep on the left side of the bed? On the left side of the bed and on my left side. It's like this. Like, uh, can you describe that, Adam? I'm kind of like a... You're, you're kind of in a, I, like a co I, cocooned... I balance myself, Adam, but kind of like... Oh, you have a kick, like a, almost like a kickstand with your yes. left arm. And that her left arm is cradling your entire mm -hmm. weight of your body. And I your, move. Your right I, kind of drapes along the top of you. I move a lot, Adam, but I still end up being in that kind of a uh, position. Hmm. Kind of weird. Okay. No, a little bit more than what you needed to but, know but about you, me. But you fall asleep in the recliner. Yeah. So you're able to fall asleep in other positions. I am, but I also, when I fall asleep on the recliner, I tend to go this way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I you tend to go to my left. You go yes. to the left. Yeah, I kind of ball up the same way. Okay. <laughs> okay. Ooh, how to observe, Adam, left-handers day. Well, for most of the world, it's difficult to observe left-handers day. Well, I'm going to give you some. Give me, give me a second here. I'm going to oh, take, okay. I'm, okay, I'm go gonna give you some, some ideas. Take a left-handed friend, Adam, to lunch or out to coffee, Adam. So there's a good idea for after this podcast. I don't know what you got going on this morning, Adam. <laughs> yeah, coffee sounds good. Sure. <laughs> we, can, we can sit across from each other and, we'll, and I'll feel like I'm looking in a mirror because I'll be lifting this hand and you'll be lifting the opposite hand. <laughs> completely opposite. Adam, if you're right-handed, try doing everything with your left hand adam okay all right i've, I've moved the pin Go. into my left hand oh my gosh it sucks doesn't it <laughs> this is not a fun thing no this is not good let me write let me autograph this oh my god yeah this is i look like a child it'd be very cool it'd be very cool if i was in england because then i'd be driving on the uh, side that i need to be no well, I, I wouldn't be driving i'd be driving the right hand side but uh, i'd be like shifting with with you'd my be left steering hand. Yes, you'd be shifting with your left, yeah, right, know, driving to right, right. I should be. That, a would, that would probably be better. I could be a mailman today, Adam. Why would you want to do that? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's no good. I didn't experience that, Adam. I don't know. <laughs> Any mailman or male let, let male pass. women out there want to go ahead and contact me? I won't. I won't mind whatsoever. Let, let that urge around. pass right by. <laughs> don't even worry about that one, Adam. How would you serve left-handed day? Well, as I'm as I'm not left-handed, I would have to do the only thing that I know how to do. I would take a picture, of course, <laughs> on uh, Instagram. Okay. And I would, I would be a, a shot of myself and my left hand, and I will say, hello, stranger. <laughs> because sometimes, <laughs> sometimes the left hand is referred to as the stranger. <laughs> In certain uh, certain situations, Adam, just, just I'll do yourself a favor, chop it off, Adam. <laughs> Hashtag left-handers day. <laughs> Adam, today was also National Filet Mignon Day. Oh, now try eating that with your left with hand. With my left hand. Now I'll tell you, I'll, I will hold the fork with the left hand and cut with my right. So I will be eating with the left hand in that situation. Okay. But as soon as I don't have to cut. <laughs> you switch. The fork, the fork goes back to the right. Yeah, exactly. Adam. Yes, Tommy. Today in history, Adam, brought to you from the pages of history.com. And these are the cars, Adam. Moving in stereo. Mm-hmm. That's a very cool song, man. Is it one of your songs? It is, actually. Wow. 
I imagine not all of the Cars catalog are your songs, but no, not all of them. I, you know, I like the popular ones. You know, sure. Uh, I don't care much for. She might think you're crazy. You know that one from that he was a bee or something like that on the video. (laughs) Yeah, that was a fun video. uh, But it was like uh, anyway, some of them will come back. I'm being put on the spot right now. Man, don't worry about that. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, Adam, uh, August the thirteenth. Today, Adam, but mm. in 1982, you're gonna love this, man. This is popular culture history, man. Well, that's what I like. It's pretty cool. Usually, sure. we're, usually we're in like the 16 or 1700s. Check it out. <laughs> no, we would have played Iron Maiden <laughs> if we weren't that Adam. Damn, says can, Adam. Can we do that right now? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't think for this story it'll fit well, Adam. Oh, okay. Because the teenage coming of age comedy, Adam. Uh-huh. Fast Times at Richmond High, Adam. Yes. Opened in theaters around the United States. Wow, yo. What a, a, a great touch, movie. A touchstone in history, man. right there. That was so cool, man. That was one of my favorite movies. Uh, was that like a big box office success, or did it have to become a cult classic oh. later on, like, like so many movies did from that era? It says here it was written by Cameron Crowe mm. and directed by Amy Heckerlin. The film follows a year in the life of high school students, and it names them all off. I'm not going to. Stacy, Linda, Mark, and Mike, and Spicoli. Yeah, Spicoli, obviously. Sure. And the ensemble cast also featured then unknown future A-listers, Adam, like Sean Penn, Nicolas Cage, Forrest Whitaker, as well as Judge Reynold. Mm-hmm. Eric Stoltz, Adam, also Ray Watson, and Anthony Edwards was also. Oh, yeah. Isn't that something? That's right. All those guys were in there. Any one of the film's most memorable characters, Adam, mm-hmm. was the one that you had just mentioned right now, Jeff Spicoli. Oh, of course. That is probably one of our most serious actors. <laughs> <laughs> Current serious actors. The guy who was able to interview the Chapo. <laughs> Yes. This is like, hey, Mr. Chapel, I used to uh, play a guy in a movie that smoked a lot of cannabis and surfed. His, his life Thank is, you. His life is dedicated to <laughs> causes where people are downtrodden <laughs> and he's, he's there fighting against Ooh, oppression and hey. all sorts of things. And this was his start. Yeah, yeah. You know, after being married to Madonna, I probably, that's where he turned. Yeah. He turned his leaf. <laughs> like, I better get myself straight. <laughs> the actor who was born in 1960 out of made his future film debut in 1981, Taps. I didn't know Sean Penn was in Taps. Mm. Following Fast Times in Richmond High, Penn went on to a lengthy list of critically acclaimed performances such as Bad Boys, At Close Range Casualties Award, Dead Men Walking, and... F- mm. The Thin Red Line, Adam, mm. in 1990. I forgot about that one. Okay. Anyway, Adam, right. another one. I think says he ended up. Okay, but Phoebe Cates was in it, too. Adam, let's go to the real do Phoebe the real deal. Cates was in it, there too. There is nothing more memorable, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that part of the movie is regarded as? Classic. I, I mean, mean well, yeah, yeah. burned into my, he, my brain. Adam, my- <laughs> it is known as the most rewoundable moment. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> All left-handers were doing their thing that day, and right-handers had them. Uh, <laughs> Pass the lotion. <laughs> what a great moment that was. Man. There was a lot of... As a matter of fact, Judge Reynolds was doing, doing it himself. He <laughs> <It> was. He <laughs> was. And nobody knocks and walks right oh, in on it. It is her. So happy. I know. Man, what a set. <laughs> 
I'm not going to say, because it was 1982, you say, right? Yeah, it was 1982, yeah. It, there's uh, things that happen at a certain point in somebody's life where they say, this made me a man. I can't say that at that point, but it aged me. It, it, Adam, it, you it, were it, nine it, years old. <laughs> it, 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 uh, it, it stirred things. You were like that, eight. It, it stirred things that had Man. never been stirred before. So you were like, on your way to be. Unbelievable. You were on your way to be Adam at that age. I, Adam, I, yes. I, yes. I think there was like a fork in the road. And I, and I said, this is going to take me in this other path. Dude, 1982, man. I was 17 years old. Oh I was ripe and ready. Oh, you're perfect. Perfect timing. Spring. <laughs> Phoebe Case, oh my God! It was it was such a letdown in uh, the Gremlins when the set wasn't featured. Come on, Gizmo, <laughs> what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Adam, one of the songs is "Just What I Needed." Adam is one of the songs that I'm mm. trying to remember. You're just what I needed. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a good for the song. car yeah, song, yeah, yeah. yeah. pretty awesome. Yes, yeah, a great movie <laughs> and rewatchable. Still rewatchable yeah, to this yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, had the mall thing, had the had a uh, lot of the teen relationship yeah, things mm-hmm. happening and all, all that. All thrown all together. Hey, we could have some like abortion talk. There's there's abortion stuff happening yeah, in there. Ah, that's true. Yeah, a lot of social commentary back then. I'm telling you, that's why Sean Penn was directed in that. Kind of, <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. And the football hero, which was Forrest, Forrest Whitaker. Whitaker. Yeah, they yep. had a. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of things going on. And Sean Penn one. drives his uh, Team, yes, his car yes, into the lake or like something. Trans Am or something. My dad's got a bitch instead of two. It's a TV repairman. <laughs> I can fix it. <laughs> they had a lot of teen teen angst in there. A teen betrayal. Right. All the little relationship yeah. snafus. Things that listening I mean, to cashmere. It's so yeah, it's so <laughs> on, relatable. On the way to the restaurant. Yeah, it's, it's so relatable. Put on put on the <laughs> side one of Led Zeppelin Four and he's playing something <laughs> off of physical graffiti. <laughs> the Zeppelin moment was right uh, there, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 oh, it was just a really good movie. I, I enjoyed yeah. it like you can't believe. Like you said I could still watch it today. Mm-hmm. I think I have it on DVD or something downstairs. Oh, do you? I do, yeah. Do you want to pause the... the <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to, uh, what is it, fast forward it. We just go to the right section. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can just go right to the highlight. <laughs> yeah. and, and screen freeze it. Oh, oh, there it is right there. <laughs> just like I remember them, Adam. <laughs> Tanya Harding tried to injure Kerrigan. OJ maybe oh. probably killed Nicole Simpson. Kobe Bryant got some sugar on the side. Jose Canseco didn't even try to hide. And Michael Vick killed some Adam, what do we got there, Adam? Got caught. <laughs> this is Michael Phelps. Chad. Oh. oh. Smoked. Hot. There it is right there. America's golden boy. <laughs> Chad Need. Michael Phelps got stoned. Oh, I can't believe it, Adam. <laughs> Adam, 2008, August the 13th, 2008. Oh, American super swimmer celebrity. Yes. The man that was they couldn't believe was human for a while, Adam. Michael mm-hmm. Phelps, Adam, mm-hmm. wins three gold medals. All in world record time the same freaking day. Oh, wow. At the Beijing Olympics. Is this the the Olympics where he was utterly dominant? Yes. And in everything? Yeah. Now help me out here, Adam. He's weird shaped. He's like super long armed, short legged. It's like he's perfectly built for swimming. You're thinking maybe he's a, he was an alien? He could have been altered at some point. 
you think as, there was some kind of probing going on in his, in his ancestry? Yeah, there, there could have been. Adam, help me out here, okay? Yes. 200 meters? I am. Don't know what that's Individual for. medley. There you go. It means you have like different uh, different you, strokes you are for each 50-meter pass. Are, you are, yes, yes. The, he did it in one minute, 54 seconds, Adam. What? Mm-hmm. That's what it says here. Really? Is it one one minute or one hour? It can't be. It can't be an hour. It says two hundred minutes. Two hundred meters. Two hundred meters in a minute. Wow. That's, that's, it can't be. It's not like I mean, two hundred miles. It's two hundred no, meters. Meters. Yes. Two hundred meter butterfly. I know what that is, Adam. That's okay. easy. One minute and fifty two seconds. Okay. Unless there's some other measurement metric measurement of time no, no, no. that You're I good. know of. You're good. Help me out here, dude. <laughs> this, this, sound, this sounds great. And a four times two hundred meter freestyle. And six minutes and 58 seconds. Oh, this is a team event where he's the last leg. Everybody does their own 200 meters or something. That's what that stands for? Yeah, then there's four different guys, and he caps it off, because I'm sure he was the anchor leg. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I would imagine so, yeah. Do you know any history on this guy? I know nothing of this guy other than he smoked cannabis, and he's like this crazy swimmer. That's it. I know nothing else of this guy. I I also know that he's non-apologetic. I know when training, he would eat... 13,000 calories a day or something like that. He would eat copious amounts of food, all sorts of fuel, and then he'd spend hours and hours and hours in the pool just burning it off. That's that's, that's what I know. Yeah, that guy's an alien for sure. He's not human. And he went he's to a like, mutant. No, he's not an alien. He's a mutant. He swam in at least three different Olympics. So that's a span of 12 years because he won he won medals in his first Olympics that he was in, but he was just a newcomer, new on the scene. And then this one, I believe, is the one where he just exploded and took all the all the gold. And then he came back four years later and got some more gold. I think I think it was three different Olympics. He's probably got like 20 golds. It's like <laughs> just gold on top of gold for this guy. What's each gold medal? Like a million bucks? No. No? No, I'm that's sure. That's not what they get it's paid? Just, it's just plated. They don't get paid? By who? The U.S. Olympic Committee? I don't know. They don't get paid I by... no idea. They don't get paid by the, the actual Olympics. Hmm. You're serving, you're there for your country. No shit. You get, you get honor and stuff. Oh, no, I'm good. The U.S. Olympic Committee kind of gives you a stipend or something for training and all this stuff, and they probably bonus you for whatever you, you get. You, you can't be sponsored? You get, yeah, you can get sponsored. On your own? Sure, I think so. Mm. Nowadays, maybe not in the past. In this time, in his time, I think you could. Mm. I'm sure he had tons of endorsements. Oh, okay. On that note, I'm the greatest swimmer ever. <laughs> today, it's today, it's today, it's today. Right, Adam. This sounds like rock and roll to me. <laughs> Adam. Ringo for president. There we Tom. Go. Today in rock history, Adam. Mm-hmm. Brought to you from the pages of history.com. Today music.com. Song facts. Mm-hmm. Dot com and classicbands.com. Adam, if I remember correctly, I was writing the script in the van, so this is probably just from classicbands.com. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Adam, nineteen sixty-four. A single by the young world singers called Ringo for President was released in the US. Mm. 
and Ringo Starr commented at him. Okay. I don't believe I'll have the time. <laughs> yeah. That's my best Ringo accent. You give it a crack if you want. I don't believe I will have time. Normal Ringo kind of uh, response. Yeah. Laid back. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. <laughs> always peace and love. Miracle. He just started that one off with peace and love. I mean, they loved them that much in 1964. Well, the Beatles were the sensation. What these guys called the who? The what was the the young world singers. Young world singers. Kind of like Kids Bop would be uh, <laughs> a, a more recent. Oh, these are the people we have to blame for Kids Bop. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> but yeah, do you think Ringo would want anything to do with our presidency? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funny. He'd be in charge of all the peace and love. He could say, yes. hey, we're going to be peaceful. And you're loving. Gonna, you're going to put flowers in the cannons. <laughs> or it would, that would, they would have to actually put the sunflowers in the cannon. And then yeah. they would have put little, little flowers, daisies yeah, and whatnot. Daisies. In the pit. They, actually, in 1964, there wouldn't have been a Vietnam, Adam, if Ringo would have been. Oh, president. tell me about it. Look at that. Now, you got to put it in context. 1964. Now we can look down on Ringo. Said Ringo, you had your shot. And actually, here's the deal, though. Ringo kind of was like the most obscure Beatle after their breakup. I know. And he had the song. Other than that X-rated movie he was on. Were there any... <laughs> Is there any George for president? Oh, no, Adam. No. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, okay. <laughs> Adam, this doesn't sound like the original, Adam. Hmm. It says it's by a band called Blurred Vision with Strawberry Fields. Oh, Adam, I like it. Mm, it's distorted, really rocky. Yes. It's a fine interpretation. I like it. <laughs> nice. They did a good job, Adam. Blurred vision, you said? Blurred vision. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm, that part they could have distorted as well, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> or were they using a flute on that one? I don't know how you distort a flute. <laughs> nah, I don't know. You know, that, uh, there's not Stairway to Heaven. It uses a flute as well. <laughs> Adam, just so you know. Okay, thank you. 1970, Adam, August the 8th, 1970. We went from Beatle, uh, Ringo for president, a Beatle. Adam, to a Beatles song covered by somebody here. Uh, So, August the 8th, 1970. Is that my grandson? Hold up. Oh. What are you doing here? Oh, hey. It's my grandson. How are you doing? Monica. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's it's Aaron. (laughs) It's Aaron. (laughs) What's going on, Aaron? He's ready for a trivia rematch. All right. Is that what it is? (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Is he close to the microphone? Oh, no. Let's, let's, not, let's not have any questions next time. Strictly sports. <laughs> oh, strictly sports. Okay. We oh, just my. actually was talking about Michael Phelps, Aaron. Sports. But my music trivia is getting better and better every day. Oh, he's working on the music no. side as well. Oh, all right, all right. It, it, sounds, sounds like, it sounds like general trivia to me. Aaron, are you accepting Adam's challenge to return back to the podcast? Name the time and name the time. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. Where's my championship belt? <laughs> is my belt here? Somewhere. There has to be one around here somewhere, Adam. <laughs> the belt is on the line. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, everybody. That was my son-in-law, Aaron, live uh, from uh, California. Oh, yes. I just wanted to say hi. <laughs> hey, That's me. <laughs> that would be me right here. We got you. We got you on record accepting the challenge. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good deal. Take care, Aaron. Bye, Aaron. Yeah. All right. 
<laughs> there he is. There. Okay. He's been. He's refreshed. He's ready. I need to hone my skills. Okay. <laughs> Don the cans. Yes. So here's a Canadian immigration officials, Adam. Okay. On August the 8th, 1970, turned back thousands of American fans, Adam, on their way to Strawberry Fields Rock Concert in Mossport, Ontario. Okay. Strawberry Fields Concert in Ontario. Mm-hmm. Okay. Strawberry Fields Rock Festival, excuse me. Okay. Which is a concert as well. Sure. Check this out. On the grounds that they fail to produce adequate monies. To support themselves. So the concert was, the, the festival was getting ready to go go ahead, and somebody looked in their their bank account and said, "You don't have enough money." I guess the Mountie says, "Empty your pockets. Let's see how much you got for chow." Wow. <laughs> These are hippies. They're not supposed to have anything on them. I would think in 1970, only 8,000 Americans out of made it there. Who was counting? That's the one. That's the one question I'd like answered. Hmm. Sounds like discrimination to me, Adam. Who? What was supposed to be performed at this festival? I didn't go that far, Adam. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was interesting as hell. <laughs> you know, because honestly, you would think they're like they're like hippies, right? I mean, they, I would imagine they're hippies in something called Strawberry Fields uh, Rock Festival. Maybe they didn't want some sort of a Woodstock type thing to happen up that there could be because that was very recent. That could the be the year it. before. Yes, you're you're absolutely right. You hit it right there on the spot, man. Nah, bro, you, you see me, bro? I'm hard, bro. I'm hard, bro. I'm hard, bro. I'm hard, bro. Let's get started. It's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Yo. Podcast. <laughs> Historic hip hop rapizzle. Moments. Rapizzle, rapizzle, rapizzle. <laughs> Ooh, Adam. Early rapizzle. Mm, is it? This is DJ Cool Hurt, the father of hip hop. This is going out to my man over in Japan. You talk to my man, Crazy A. we do for all the b-boys and b-girls adam yeah you just got thrown a lot of hip jam with the jammies i think my grandson had his jammies on yeah he did have jammies all right adam check it out he threw a lot of hip-hop did rap he? hizzle your way. He did. He did a shout out to Adam. He, he oh, to the guy uh, in- <laughs> to, to the Japanese guy. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, did he just say like what was it, George Tanaka? Or something? <laughs> I, I would <laughs> quit. Quit it with the Japanese. He said. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, go see. I can't. I, they mentioned Japan and Gosilo gets all out of control. Yeah, he's a little upset. Uh, what the hell? Anyway, Adam, turn that down. Gosilo, turn that down. Thank you. I'm waiting for it to kick in. Is it going to kick in? <laughs> That's it right there. He was, he was shouting out. Oh, it, was just, it was a shout out. He was shouting out. He mentioned also B-Boys, Adam. That's also something of the hip-hop culture. And obviously he was emceeing. Check this out. 1973. Early. 
on on the podcast, we have the hip hop rap pizzle moment because August the 11th, Adam, just two days ago, mm. in 19, Adam, 73. 73? You weren't even born. I wasn't. At a dance party, Adam, in mm. the Bronx, DJ Cool Herc, this guy right here. Yeah. Plays a set with lots of instrumental breaks that his friends MC over at him, making that what is considered the beginning of hip hop. Now, there's a, a lot of moments that have been called the beginning. You, you jumped right into the commentary on this one. <laughs> I just want you did not pause, Adam. <laughs> Yeah, because there's been a whole bunch of, this is the start, this is the genesis, this is the first rap this, this is the first hip-hop thing here. Have we ever had a definitive, this is the point? Is this the one, this DJ Cool Herc, is this the one that is the first hip-hop inkling ever presented? Yes, Adam, it is. To answer your question, yes. Hmm. Undisputed, Adam. Undeniable. Nobody else has can a because uh, a Blondie song was mentioned can, as a first no, thing. No, no, that was the Blondie song was the first one to feature a rap verse on a popular record. Oh, okay. Remember Blondie? Okay. Top forty stuff like that, right? Anyway, right, right. Let's right. not go there. This is seventy three. This is really yes, this is really early. Blondie, right. The party takes place in a rec room, Adam, in the Bronx. The sixteen-year-old DJ born Clive Campbell, but known as Hercules, thanks to his size and strength is helping his sister raise money for new school clothes, Adam. The admission to the party, Adam, mm -hmm. was 50 cents, Adam. 50 cents. <laughs> I don't know if there's any relation there, but let's just go ahead and forget that for a minute. <laughs> for the fellas, Adam. Those were for the fellas. And fellas would be F-E-L-L-A-S. Okay. And check it out, 25. No Z at the end of that? No, Adam. Not, the, not in 1973. Hadn't evolved there yet. Okay. And 25 cents, Adam. For the ladies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> As a fundraiser. I love hip-hop culture. Now, where did the genesis of this come in his head? Because this was the start. This doesn't exist without this rec room in, in this apartment complex okay, Adam, or whatever. Okay, check this out. The uh, turntabling, the uh, party itself, the way that the outdoorsy situation all occurred, Adam, that was brought in from Jamaica. Okay. That was happening down there. And in Jamaica... Does he have Jamaican descent? Yes, he is, Adam. Ah, he is. Aha. Uh -huh. He is, Adam. So this would put the actual beginning in Genesis not even in the U.S. It would put it in Jamaica somewhere. But at Jamaica, they would just play the records. See, the thing with DJ Cool Herc is he was actually mixing the records and would start one. And there's a whole technique to this thing. It's, it's, okay. We don't have enough time to this, but we're going to go ahead and try to do this as fast as we can. The party is advertised around the Bronx with homemade flyers. Adam, we all know that. That's grassroots sure. kind of deal. It's billed as back to school jam, Adam, and no Z after that one either. About wow. 300 people show up to that black party and Herc plays extended intros and instrumental passages while his buddy, Adam, Coke La Rock shouts out people in the crowd. Uh, ah, so it's all shout outs. What? Yes, exactly. Instead of versus rhyming and rapping and whatnot. So this guy was MC. You pay your 50 cents yes. and show your face in there. And they're going to might call get a shout out. Yes, that's what I'm talking oh. about. But remember, he's doing these long instrumentals and he would mix them where he would count the beats and then the next record would roll right into it. So he's doing the mix. He's in the mix is what that's called. Mm. It's a variation on toasting. Herc saw growing up in Jamaica where he would talk over reggae songs, Adam. 
There you go. So is this right there. is this the first time that we did like the the DJing stuff where we're we're going record into record and, and we're mixing talking it all over it and all that? Yes. Wow. Word breaks out, and the summer of 1974, Herd throws outdoor dance parties in Cedar Park, where he develops a technique that will be the cornerstone, Adam, of a rap. Extended backbeats, Adam. One turntable he plays, an instrumental portion of the record known as The Break. On the other turntable, he cues a copy of the same record at the beginning of The Break. That's a lot of planning and, yes, and timing he, in there. It's a, lot of, it's a lot of ear. Yeah. Other DJs, notably Grandmaster Flash and Africa Bombada, Adam, refine the technique and add rappers, Adam. Mm. So this is just the uh, continuation of... We're not going to just uh, yes. do shout-outs. We're going to tell a story or something. Yes, that's with... right, Adam. Now, hip-hop, Adam, according to the uh, Urban Dictionary, Adam, okay? Yes, yes. Is a social political movement created in the night, late 70s. Hip-hop is a culture to give people who grew up in the ghetto a voice. Songs in hip-hop are spoken from personal experience. Songs are usually mixed with other genres of music like rock, classical, and scratching, Adam. Breakdancing and graffiti is also part of hip-hop, Adam. That's according to uh, the Urban Dictionary. Freestyling also, Adam, is a major part of the hip-hop along with the rap battles. Mm. So that's how, wow. that all, that's how all that, as uh, some people who are more ignorant will call noise, Adam. They have to <laughs> <laughs> Adam, block parties come out of this, uh, this custom yeah. uh, as a party that takes over a whole place or a whole block. Or most of it. That's what a block party is, Adam. Okay. Now, the hip-hop rap hizzle, Adam, okay. dictionary, defines hip-hop as a cultural movement formed in the 1970s, so it also recognizes the 1970s, by street DJs, MCs, B-boys, and B-girls. You know what B-boys are? B-boys. I've heard of a B-boy before. What B -boys is a B-boy? B-boys are the dancers, Adam. Oh. Are the dancers that do the popping and the... Oh, pop, you know, that, they're popping that, and locking. That's what, that's what it, it, it developed into a little bit later. So when you hear like... It's not breakdancing. No, well, it turned into that too as well. Okay. It just evolved. Again, you could write an email to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Oh, there, you Tommy and Adam there you go. There you go. We're going to have more Tommy stuff Tommy and Adam Pod, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it won't be cheesy or something. <laughs> cheesy, do not write to us no more. I actually saw another email by Cheesy. <laughs> oh, you did? Yes, no, I ignored it, Adam. <laughs> you are ignored, Cheesy. <laughs> okay, Adam. Also, graffiti artist Adam, formerly known as Vandalizer. Excuse me, Adam. <laughs> graffiti artist Adam. <laughs> formerly known as Vandalizers with spray paint cans. <laughs> yeah. The hip hop rap pistol dictionary is a little bit more brutal, Adam. Uh -huh. And other mainly uh, people comprised mainly of minority ethnic groups, Adam. Okay. Uh, later turned into a popular music industry of rappers okay. and embraced by white people who needed an excuse to wear their hat backwards. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> there, there you go. That says it all right there. I think this one is, there's something wrong about this one. I don't know. You don't think so? We may have to go back and check these, these facts. Adam. Copy of your Rapizzle I got it right here, Adam, right here. Rapizzle.com. So it says, Black Parties, Adam. It says, Social Gatherings. Okay, of extreme high volume. That's where, you know. A lot of people. Cool Herc would spin. Well, obviously, the, whatever Cool Herc did in these apartments, Adam, 
mm-hmm. turned into eventually evolved into this. Right. Which are at no cost to their organizers since they are not paying for a venue per se. That's right. Since they're using, you know, public space. Public space, sure. Usually in a clandestine fashion. So there's no paying the city. There's no warning. There's no No, permits. Right, right, right. I got you. (laughs) There in attendance, you will find, Adam, scantily clad females. Wow. (laughs) I can't believe it says all of that stuff. (laughs) It gets gets very specific. Yes, I know, Adam. It says... Uh, let me see also there these parties there are males who with many chains and sporting uh, uh, these will be mainly Puerto Rican and African Americans <laughs> <laughs> if they're from the East Coast Adam just so those particular I, groups I, I take offense to that Adam. but it came, out, it came out of New York what can I tell you yes yeah, true uh, any white people at these parties are usually sponsored and are told to keep a very low profile Adam oh wow it's so, a, somebody has to vouch for them to get them in don't be noticed is basically is the, is the rule of them hard to not stand out though the block parties, Adam, uh, have a universal appeal. Okay. In the South, for example, they're held by white country folks from, <laughs> from trailer parks, Adam. <clears throat> yeah. And the music is usually blasted from the rear of a souped-up pickup truck, Adam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've seen some of those. <laughs> yeah. The difference of these, Adam, they end up with uh, two fairly large, sassy white girls fighting. <laughs> Adam, also a lot of DUIs are given at the pre-planned uh, checkpoint set up by the uh, local sheriffs, Adam. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Adam, I've been very deep inside this. I, I know. It's fascinating, Adam. It's absolutely <laughs> The hip-hop culture is something that is incredible. Adam, Herc, Adam, going back to him, wasn't able to cash in, Adam, on his innovations. No? He never mm-hmm. hit it big? No. He, he, basically, he was the trailblazer, He basically you think? never, Adam, what he never did was he basically never trademarked any of this. Did he never charge more than 50 cents? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you'd have charged more at those big block parties, Adam, you could have made some money. knowing how hard the man is, they probably went back for their taxes on this, Adam. <laughs> once, <laughs> once they found out about this uh adam also uh, he is still hailed adam so he gets instead of money adam he gets the props and that's where you know that's really where it's at matter the props adam well i don't know if there's that many props i've never heard of him myself you never heard dj cool i never heard of dj cool herc but adam but if he was given a lot of props i would have heard him heard of him at some point you know know why you haven't heard about dj cool herc why because you're white adam oh just in case you haven't noticed adam (laughs) Somebody told me that about myself. All right, Adam. Is this live? It is live. Wow. They're on like a TV show, I believe. Wow. I thought this was the DGs there for a minute. <laughs> no. <laughs> this Are these the real BGs? This is the real, this is the real BGs. Oh, wow, Adam. Turn that down, Adam. Please. Or is it Gosilo? I forget. You're not you're not dancing, you're not doing no, your you're Adam, not doing not your, your trademark kicks. No, I like the song, Adam, but I just for some reason this one this didn't version? Get, this one didn't reach me. This is mm. one of my songs, by the way. The Bee Gees Adam had the first in nineteen seventy five, August the ninth, nineteen seventy five, had the first of several disco style hits, Adam, in the US, with Jive Talking being the first one, and it topped the billboard the hot one hundred. Mm. 1975. Okay. The inspiration from the song for the song came to Barry Gibb as his car passed over a Florida bridge on the way to the recording studio, Adam. What happened his on that bridge? His wife said, hey, listen to that noise. Uh, she must have gotten a copy of the pre-track or something. <laughs> <laughs> or the, the pre-recorded track, Adam. 
It's the same every evening. It's our drive talking. The drive. record made it, Adam, to number five. Drive talking. The drive talking, Adam. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought it was something about the characters on the movie Airplane when they were jive talking. You know, the two black gentlemen on the, oh. on the airplane and, and the nun was over there to... <laughs> Adam, would one of them be DJ Cool Herc? <laughs> I'd Maybe. I don't know. Settle down, class. It's this week's rockin' higher education lesson on Led Zeppelin 101 with Professor Adam Lee Tate. BBC recording? It is a live recording. BBC? Nope. This is, of course, the song remains the same. Mm -hmm. And this is how Led Zeppelin announced their entrance into the Nebworth Festival. Oh, wow. Adam, hold up. Yes. Zeppelin me, baby. All right. I haven't said that in about a month. (laughs) Uh, With two performances a week apart, the Nebworth Festival marked the final UK shows for Led Zeppelin. Originally, only one show was scheduled to be headlined by Jeff Lynne's ELO, Electric Light Orchestra. Yeah. They bowed out. And Zeppelin's management came to uh, festival organizers and said, if you'd like to increase the money that you're willing to pay, you may have Zeppelin be your headliner. Oh, wow. Nice offer. So they did, and they immediately sold out, and then they added that second show. Uh, They were also arguably the largest audiences to ever see them perform live. Numbers vary between 150 to 200,000 revelers that attended each night. On August 4th and August 11th in 1979, Led Zeppelin headline shows with a lineup including the Marshall Tucker Band, Todd Rundgren, and the new Barbarians featuring Ronnie Wood and Keith Richards. Oh, wow. The colossal three-plus-hour shows provide a snapshot of what would have been if the tragedy of drummer John Bonham's death hadn't occurred. Songs from every studio album, including the production-delayed forthcoming In Through the Outdoor, would be featured. Their history, then spanning over a decade, had afforded them a plethora of classic material to mine setlist treasures. So much... So that many beloved songs would be reduced to snippets and attached to the intros or outros of others. So we're doing combos is basically what they were doing. A bunch of it. The reviews were not without criticism. Some said the band were appeared sluggish and rusty. A new day was dawning in Britain, and at this time the UK was in the midst of a punk rock revolution, and Zeppelin would be seen as dinosaurs to this new lot. These massive shows proved the relevancy that Led Zeppelin still possessed and would have retained if fate hadn't had them taking had them taking flight through the 1980s. The Nebworth Festival 
is our Zeppelin 101. Wow. For so this that week. was the last festival that they played? This was the last big shows that they ever did because they did these two shows and then they fucked off for a while. <laughs> and then when they were getting ready to do all their big touring, they were doing these small shows around Europe and then Bonham passed. So they didn't really get to go back and play big, big, huge shows anymore. So these fans didn't know that they would be seeing the last of the classic Zeps. Yes. Oh, wow. This is the most comprehensive set list at their at their end point, essentially. Wow. That's a little somber, though. You know, it, like, it is. Wow, Adam. I still got Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you, you sometimes, you know, you, you're known for... You know, witnessing the first. These people were kind of witnessing the last. It's hard to know when you're witnessing the last. Yeah, and you know? then just history you, you, was the one that's going to tell you a little bit later. You'd always retrospectively know this. Like, oh my God, I was there for the, for the last thing. Mm. Yeah, you're right. Cool, cool story to tell your grandchildren, you know. Oh, if I could have been there? Yeah. Adam, what do we got here, buddy? We're, I don't think this needs any kind of intro. We're pumping in here, Duran Duran, hungry like the wolf. I feel like a VJ, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Would you be Nina Blackwood? <laughs> Ouch. Ouch is Pride Month already passed. Martha Quinn? <laughs> Downtown Julie Brown. <laughs> Not in 1980, though. Uh, I'm the black dude, uh, whatever his name was. I don't remember. Yeah, he's cool. Okay. Not Alan. That guy was kind of corny. You could be Alan. How's that? Oh, thanks. <laughs> Adam, <laughs> 1980. And this is my first fuck up. Oh, good. <laughs> August the 9th, 1980, Adam. ACDC, Adam, scored their first UK number one album with Back in Black. I used the wrong music on me. <laughs> <laughs> I gave the wrong music to Godzilla. Well, they were so hungry. They were so hungry for their first number one album. Oh, and they finally man. achieved it with a new singer and against all odds. Wow, Adam. It was, it was only six months after Bond had died, Adam, in February of 1980. Mm. The album was dedicated to him. See, these guys have class. <laughs> who, is it, who would you say that wouldn't have I'm class? Just saying, <laughs> You don't want to get ZZ Man no, uh, no, mad no. at us again. I was I was kind of hoping that ZZ Man was like a hip hopster. Had to end up being a ZZ because fan. there's so many Z's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the album was has sold Adam to this day has sold an estimated 49 million copies worldwide. Jeez, that's one of the biggest of all time. Yeah, making the second highest selling album of, of all time, Adam. Mm. The best selling hard rock and heavy metal album, Adam. Of all time. Yes. So is that like right behind Thriller? I don't know which one would be the first one. I would imagine Thriller would be the first it one. It has to be. And ACDC number two? You know when they Whoa. say, you know what, man? ACDC sucks. <laughs> uh, what are you basing it on? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you're a moron. You, you have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. This is my song, Adam. I thought it would be. And bangers and leather. Ow! Oh, no. You're standing up and doing the kicks? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking up the microphone is what I do. <laughs> Adam, the animated sci-fi film Heavy Metal was released, Adam, on August the 7th, 1981. Yeah, now, did this have little dirty bits in it? Yes, it did, Adam. 
that's that's why it, it was, was kind of a uh, always, always a bit of out of reach for me at that I, time. I collected a heavy metal magazine for a little bit. It was kind of a. It was weird. Do you remember Ian Flux? Yeah. On uh, MTV. I mean, there was a recent movie with I think like Charlize Theron or something. Yeah, that's right. She also did and a movie she was about a, that. Yeah. It but came. The, it came back into the pop culture stuff because of that. But the artwork itself, the mm. style, the way it was presented, the way it was filmed with those close-ups of blood and all that—that yeah. was Heavy Metal magazine itself. Okay. If you notice, I have a cover. Oh, I see one. Yeah. A cover of, of Heavy Metal magazine up there because I plan on getting an, a tattoo in that a kind of demon angel bikini chick kind mm. of fashion anyway long story short is i'm designing it but oh, wow. uh, but i keep it up there just to keep my idea fresh i actually started that idea back in 2006 when i was in the middle east where on the canvas was that would that go that's gonna go on my back oh a large one it's like it's gonna be kind of large yeah wow yeah. if i eventually get it done when i last priced it it was gonna be like a thousand bucks holy yeah, moly yeah. As a, see because i've added a uh, you gotta love it I've, I've added a skull i've changed a little bit of how the angel chick with the demon wings and whatnot is is stabbing the skull it's you know it's really crazy Okay. But anyway, uh, All right. that's that's my connection to heavy metal. Got it. I loved it. It was a great. Uh, it was a great magazine. It was kind of weird. There was no continuation. There was no flow. It was all left to the imagination. A lot of let me, let me read some of this stuff here. Let me see. Okay. Although it shares its name with the hard rock genre, let's get this out the way. The film wasn't intended to have anything to do with music. But instead, it's an anthology of various stories from the comic magazine Heavy Metal. Most as an afterthought, the all-star soundtrack, Adam, was added. When did this magazine Heavy Metal, when did that come oh, come about? Oh, man, 1970. Let me look this up real quick. I don't know if you'd ask. That's important. Because Heavy Metal would have been in existence. True? Yes, the actual, the actual musical genre. But I think it was more like, uh, it was called Heavy Metal because, I want to say because more like the steampunk kind of vibe to it didn't like all the chicks outfits kind of have some sort of metal component to them mm, didn't they have like kind of yeah metal bustier yeah, or something they were not semi-nude as well yeah. so let me see here it came into 1977 Adam was the first issue 45 years oh, ago. 77 yes yeah okay it has no closeout date it has various company changes yes adam so it's called now heavy metal entertainment and they're an LLC, and mm. they became one in 2021 until today. Wow. So it's still running. I'm sure it's online somewhere. Anyway, the film's influential soundtrack was packaged uh, by music manager Irvin Azoff. I guess that's the guy at, at the magazine itself. And included several popular rock bands and artists, Adam, including Black Sabbath, mm. Blue Oyster, called Sammy Hager, Don Felder, Cheap Trick, Devo, Journey. And Nazareth. Doesn't too. Don Felder have a song called Heavy Metal too? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> hey, good job, Gosil. Yeah, that's it right there. <laughs> so anybody who had a song called Heavy Metal was going to be yeah, on that soundtrack. There wasn't a lot of. Uh, <laughs> there was might as well. I think the which was the one they. I think they wanted to use the fairies wear boots. I believe is what they used from Black Sabbath. It might have yeah. been NIB. Mm. Voice actors, Adam. This is where it's going to get really nuts. Okay. It included John Candy, Adam. John Candy, yes. What? And Jan and uh, John Ramses, the guy from uh, Ghostbusters, the Egon guy. Harold Ramis uh, says uh, yes. Harold, excuse me. John. Got it. Wow. Uh, one of the voices of the film is that of Roger Bumpkiss, Adam. I don't know that. Bump one. Pass, excuse me. I don't know Bump Pass. 
aka Squidward Adam. What? Yes, Adam from the SpongeBob uh, cartoon franchise. Yeah. This has been a voice actor for 40 years. God knows, yeah. At least. Yes, yes. Heavy metals and American science fiction. Uh, and it's American. It's not actually, I thought it was from Europe. The magazine is known primarily for its blend of dark fantasy, science fiction, and erotica. Adam, mm. and also, yes, there it is right there, steampunk comics. Wow. Unlike uh, traditional comic books that were that were uh, self-policed, Adam, by uh, something called the Comic Code, okay. they blew that shit off. Say, fuck this. <laughs> we're not going to self-regulate. Remember, the history of comics back to the 50s and whatnot had to be regulated because sometimes the theme were getting- For, for content. For content and okay. the material, the way, the way it was being presented, it had to be children-friendly when actually some of this stuff was made for adults. Oh, gotcha. Et cetera, et cetera. I don't want to sure. go into all that. Got it. But that's basically called the Comic Code Authority. Heavy Metal Would it- featured explicit content. On it. The magazine started out primarily as a licensed translation of a French science fiction a fantasy magazine called Metal Herland. So they were kind of like hopping off of some French magazine. Would it be sold at like a regular comic book shop oh, yeah, or something? Yeah, sure. Okay. It wouldn't be like uh, like in last episode you said as you walked through the... Uh, what they, is it? they keep it on the top shelf? Yeah, they, on the very top, yes. <laughs> God, okay. We would have like a, a paper sack no, that it was yes, inside. Yeah. You can't... You, yeah. It's not for all eyes. You didn't have to turn to the turnstall of the magazine. Oh, yeah. Like, the, the, the saloon doors. The, the saloon doors, yes. The back of the back of The film, Adam, uh-huh. only... Uh, did a little bit of business, but then it turned into a cult classic, sure. mainly sparked by a soundtrack. So wow. there you go right there. There was a second part to it, I think so. Oh. Heavy Metal Magazine. Adam. Of course. So, Once it you... becomes a cult classic, then you got to put out a second thing. I thought that John Candy would rouse you. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I didn't even know until I... I researched this stuff. I didn't know. And then obviously Squidward wasn't one that was on my list either. You got to go back and, so, and yeah. watch and listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I have it in my coffee, Adam, but yes. <laughs> I already heard the notes, Adam. Uh-huh. Wow, this is horrible. Fan recorded, huh? Uh, I don't know. Metallica's Fade to Black Beta. It's off of YouTube's. Oh, was a YouTuber? Yeah. There's Kirk Hammett right there. Anyway, Adam, you could turn that down. Mm-hmm. 1992, Adam. August the 8th, 1992. Where'd go go? Opening for Guns N' Roses, Adam, at a show in Montreal. Okay. James Hetfield of Metallica was injured by the Mm. pyrotechnics, Adam. It was on this week, actually, this past week in 1992 that that had occurred. It's a big landmark event. For him, yeah. Because I don't know how early on in the show it was. I think they were. of course, they're taken out. And the other three members of the band come up to the front of the stage and they say, hey... We had an accident here. We're going to have to leave. It says that actually here, which burned the entire left side of his body. Okay. Yeah. Metallica can't continue. And Guns N' Roses cut their set short after just 15 minutes when Axel leaves the stage. I know. They could have they could have gone on stage and been heroes and saved the day. That's and what played, everybody says. Yeah. And played an excellent like three and a half hour show or something. But no. And then there's a riot that happens. And it happened actually. It happened. But it was during this song right here, Fade to Black. Mm. Is when it occurred. When the pyrotechnic. Yes. He was in the wrong place for the pyrotechnics or something. The way the pyro... I was reading, uh, actually, lately, the Loudwire Ultimate Classic Mark this week. There was an interview with the with the pyrotechnician. Uh, something that he had wired it a little bit stronger than when he had to. Something to that effect. Anyway, long story short, it was a horrible accident. Mm. Put, it, put James Hetfield out for a little bit. Still, the guitar tech came in. Then he was the same. He got the to day. be yeah. a friggin' hero, and yeah. he got to play his got guitar play, parts. Yes, that's right. <laughs> well, Hetfield was on Before the mend. Hetfield, yeah. 
That's a dream and come all, true. All Hetfield did was sing, yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. That happened, actually, in 1992, Adam. Wow. Uh, just a year before, uh, Metallica released their fifth album, which is self-titled, but commonly known as the Black Album. That was in 1991, Adam. Right, right, right. In 1983, and August the 8th now. So August is a big month for Metallica. Wow. I guess so. Metallica's first single, Adam. Oh, their first single? Uh, Whiplash, Adam. Is it? Oh, yeah. Thank you for telling me. was released via Adam Megaforce Records. Woof. Wow. Isn't that something? So many, August is a big month so for Metallica. So many things happening there. Yeah, I think I have something about Metallica a little bit later, Adam. It's also happened probably in August, too. Metallica's so. always in the news. Yeah, lately they are, yeah. Stranger Things. <laughs> Does great things for your have career. Have you seen that yet? Anyway, we'll talk about that a little bit later, Adam. Oh, okay. This weekend. Oh, yeah. Kiss! Well, it's Seattle's back. <laughs> Adam. Yes, Tommy. This is my song, baby. 2000 Man. Mm. You know the original people out of this? No. The, the Stones, Adam. Oh, it, oh. Yeah. I think you talked about that before. Probably. You probably brought that up on this episode, on these uh, one of these shows. Well, my name is just a number. It's on a piece of anyway. So that's a Jagger Richards uh-huh, song yeah. right there? 1995, August of 9th, 1995, Adam. The original members of Kiss, Adam, played together for the first time since 1980. Mm. When Peter Kreese and Ace Fraley joined the current band to record their MTV Unplugged special, Adam, which was later released as an album, Kiss, Unplugged, and a DVD, and God knows what else they released it as. That's a huge stretch of time. That is 15 years out. Did they back the truck up to them and say, we're going to pay you this much money I to get all the man. originals? It was a big deal because after that, they went and did the uh, Grammy announcement with, I remember that, uh, what was it? Uh, what was the Rapster guy? Uh, about Tupac Shakur. I don't know if you remember that. Mm-mm. They came to the Grammys dressed up in their thing. and That was after this. So anyway, that's another piece of history, not in this okay. time. Okay. Not counting Ace Fraley's 1976 wedding, it also makes marks the only time the original members have performed at him mm-hmm. without makeup. Oh, wow. So publicly, they had not performed without makeup. So they only went back to makeup right after this. Mm-hmm. So before this, it was all unmasked. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, on this one right here, particularly, Ace Fraley sung 2000 Man, mm-hmm. which I thought he would have sung Shock Me. Uh, he didn't. And then Peter Chris, I believe, sung two, which was obviously his Beth, Beth. and uh, Nothing to Lose. Okay. So did this... Or Let Me Go Rock and Roll. So did this spike the attention to Kiss? Is that why it got them increased popularity? Yes. Due to this actual mm-hmm. unplugged event? Yeah. It just drew all this fan, the excitement. There's many excited fans writing in and doing all kinds of stuff. And next thing you know, I saw them in St. Louis two years later. (laughs) Thank (laughs) heavens. So did they ever, like on the broadcast, did they intercut 
images of them in the past in, in full makeup and I, I, I stuff. I don't remember that. I, I don't remember that part of it. Mm. I'm sure we could YouTube that a little bit later. Mm. But yeah, that happened, Adam. So, you know, yeah, of course, that was a big deal. And then they replaced Bruce Kulick and Eric Singer later on right. when they became the kiss of the original Touring Kiss and became the top grossing. Uh, I think the idea for them to get together again was, if I remember correctly in Paul Stanley's book, is they saw the Eagles got together. And the nostalgia was there. Bing, bing. You know, the uh, light bulbs came on. And the mm -hmm. next thing you know, Kiss is reunited and they're making. Oh. But I think also they brought them back as hired guns versus band members. So they weren't equal chairs either. Oh. I believe. So it was never destined to last. No. If you're going to do, do it like that. No. And there was all kinds of talk, you know, like uh, they had rigged uh, Peter Chris's drums and to sound louder because Peter Chris's chops weren't all there and et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, in 1973, real quick, Adam, after seeing Kiss play in a New York hotel, producer Bill Action, uh, their offers to become their manager and promised them a record deal. So in 1973, in this day, in August the 11th, 1973. August, big month for them too. One last one, August the 11th, 1999, Adam. Okay. Kiss arrived on the Hollywood Boulevard to unveil their star on the Walk of Fame. <laughs> okay. How's that? Okay. How's that? A lot, you know, a yeah, lot, they, of, a lot of Kiss facts they as well. Can, they, can, they cannot do Metallica, Adam. That's, that's, <laughs> that's not going to work. Because we love them, Adam. They try to keep up with uh, Metallica and the number of news events. They try to keep up with uh, the Eagles and uh, ticket sales and things like that. They're always hey, you can't be mad at them. You they're always a, incentivized by something. You got to make a buck out of this. The bottom line. Adam, I think we heard this live. We did. It was the best part of the show. I'll tell you. <laughs> Ooh, Adam, you go ahead and introduce this. This one. is Kenny Wayne Shepherd covering Jimi Hendrix's Voodoo Child. I had never seen Kenny Wayne Shepherd live. Me neither. This was a first for both of us. I'll be honest with you, I liked them more than I did John Bonamassa or Joe Bonamassa. Excuse me. Now that's just silliness. <laughs> I mean. I mean, I don't know. They're cut from the same cloth, I'll tell you. They're, they're, you know, this one is very similar to that one, but no. Ten, tenfold on uh, Joe, Joe Bottomasa. Out of on August the 7th, 2000, the family of Jimi Hendrix, Adam, won a case at an international panel to evict the holder, Adam, of the internet address, www.jimihendrix.com. Okay, they weren't allowed to hold that. Why were they not allowed to hold that? Anybody is like it's like squatters' rights on the internet. If you get it, you have it. You want to? If you want it, you can buy it from it, right? They isn't may. That, isn't that how it happens? Adam, they may have just used the clout of the Jimi Hendrix name, saying, "Look, we're the family. We're the ones that really own this." I mean, that might how have been. They, how do they own it? That might have been the argument. I don't know. Maybe their lawyer was bigger than the other lawyer. I don't. I don't know, Adam. <laughs> okay. Let's get to business, baby. <laughs> oh yeah. Let's bring it down. This sounds very sensual. It's very sexy. Mm. Tonight is right for love. You know I want to let you have the Right Look at Go Cielo jumping up and down there. 
<laughs> out of 2008, August the 10th, 2008. Mm-hmm. U.S. singer-songwriter Isaac Hayes, Adam. Yeah. Died in his home in Memphis, Tennessee, Adam. That was a long time ago, 2008. At the age of 65, yeah. Wow. Mm. Isaac Hayes. Being from Shaft, Adam, and also the voice of Chef for the more contemporary crowd mm-hmm. at South Park, Adam. Yeah. He was married four times, Adam. He had 12 children, so yeah. He lived what he preached. <laughs> this was his life, not just what he sung about, right? <laughs> to buy some music albums how much money do you have only a penny you're kidding what do we got there adam in this gold box this is a commercial for Just columbia house record club holy one. god did that exist Two, three, back in what year is it 1978 wow i didn't know if it went that far back or 13 records of your choice i didn't either when you join the columbia record and tape club the new tv guide has this announcement ad look for it and to get a free bonus tape or record, look for the gold box in the same ad. Adam, 2015, Adam. August the 10th, 2015, Columbia House, this thing we just heard right now. Adam, what was the year of that? 1978? Wow, the mail order music club that originally offered customers eight albums for a dollar? Filed for Chapter 11. <laughs> Well, what do they expect? Bankruptcy <laughs> protection after almost 20 years of failing sales. They tried for a long time. They just kicking the, kept kicking the can down, <laughs> down the road for how many years? Oh, my God. Oh, 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 I, I remember those advertisements coming in, those little weekly oh, things. Yeah. And I would look. And Sunday it, paper. Yeah, and it would have like all the little uh, album titles and artists over there. And I would go through and I'd see, okay, you get 12. Okay, I would start circling. I said, yeah, I would take this one and I would take this one. Never got anything. But I just went through and I just organized. I said, oh, yeah, I'd take this one. Okay. Yeah. It was so much, Adam. I know this guy mm-hmm. that made up addresses. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> okay. How did he get the shipment? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I know he had a shit ton of DVDs, Adam. Wow. I like it. Right. I thought it was more like I thought he made up names for the same addresses what it was. <laughs> oh. So or maybe he had made up addresses it could a be a bunch of, of names. A I don't lot of know. different siblings at the same address, you know, that that could work. So it could be anyway. <laughs> Established out of in 1955 by the Columbia Records division at CBS. Mm-hmm. The record and DVD retailer saw their sales eroded first by Napster Adams. Mm. So, so it wasn't by Crooks Adam. That's not too bad. What's cheaper than 1 cent? Free. <laughs> <laughs> With fake addresses and names. <laughs> Free on Napster. Oh, my gosh. There are song lyrics. I never brag how real I keep it, because it's the best secret. There are also lyrics that will captivate your imagination. And then there are the Tommy and Adams hard-to-name podcast lyrics that will blow your mind. Adam. Yes, Tommy. Last episode, we visited 1970 with The Seeker. With The Seeker. I remember this. We were in the swamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This week, Adam. Yes. We're going to go a little bit further. Oh, we're going farther back. 1967, Adam. And guess what, though? But we're going to let this song be played by a little bit more that used to be current, Adam. Then the singer passed away, Adam. Okay. Adam, it is Velvet Underground's Here She Comes Now. Mm-hmm. 
you're bopping your head at them. Adam, one of our favorite drummers, is gonna kick in right now, Adam. Go see, don't stop it. What? Adam. Okay, what's going on here? Written by Lou Reed, Adam, and the rest of the Velvet Underground. Okay. It's one of the uh, five songs Adam offered their uh, second or third album I should have wrote down the name. Is it the one it? with the banana on the front? Mm, I think so. Okay. And this was known for its sound, its psychedelia, and everything else, Adam, that was the Velvet Underground mm. kind of uh, prior to, obviously, through Lou Reed saying, I'm out of here. Gotcha. I'm the real talent here. Okay. He did write the song, Adam. So Nirvana did a really, really great job with the song because, Adam, this is the song that combined swaying and moshing at the same time adam and you're gonna get a taste of it a little bit later okay. as we progress only in the updated version is that where the swing yes, yes okay yes 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 they turned it into a punk song is what they okay did. well it was really a punk song the actual original version actually would not have gotten you to go bop your head as much as you did right now <laughs> you'd have to and i want to invite our listeners to go ahead and punch up here here she comes now by lou reed and the uh, velvet underground so just that i understand the 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 song that's going to blow my mind it's the lyrics it's yeah. not the velvet underground version it, it's the lyrics that are going to blow your mind Adam. it's yeah the lyrics okay but they're going to be performed by much better people <laughs> is what is what i'm is what adam, i'm hearing some people argue adam that the velvet underground is better than nirvana I would argue that <laughs> they're probably any, anything Lou Reed has ever done has been probably shit. No, no, man, you gotta. You know, yes. Here's the deal with Lou Reed, okay? <laughs> That's according to taste. It is. It is. And, it and, is. And, and Lou Reed is not my saint of devotion. He's not. Mm -hmm. The contribution that Lou Reed gave to music, the sonics that he gave to music, mm -hmm. the way his arrangements were made and different. As a matter of fact, the song that he's most known for is for Take a Walk, Take on, a the walk on the Wild Side, side. which sure. is the anthem of counterculture. Okay. Yeah, that's what I would think. Whoever uh, listens to that song will know that that song has a lot going on with the transgender uh, theme. And this is a 1970 song. Matter of fact, that song, Adam, was produced by Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars, Adam, by Mr. David Bowie. And I think it's Mick Ronson was the guitarist for the Spiders from Mars. Okay. They produced that song, the Take a Walk on the Wall side. Okay. Just to give you an idea <clears throat> of, to not to go into a really long explanation about Lou Reed, Lou Reed is an artiste mm. versus... Mm. He's more of a performer. You have to really be into this. You have to know music structure, things like that, that are appealing. Or you got to be in a lot of freaking psychedelic drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and and probably the people who will argue with this are the ones that are still alive, Adam. I'm going to guess that Metallica is one of your top 10 favorite bands. It's in your top 10. I would say top five, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And they did an album with Lou Reed. Yes. How yes, often do you visit any of those songs from that album? I don't, but it was... This is, your, this is one of your favorite, most favorite bands. And everything that they've done, you love it with a passion. But they've done this other piece of art with Lou Reed, and Lou Reed's presence brought it down so much but that you, you don't even visit that stuff. You said, Adam, the right word. 
what I say. Or you said the right phrase. Good. Piece of art. I did. That's what it is. Metallica was thrilled with that. I'm sure. And they probably still are. Commercially, absolutely. Boo, you stink! Complete stinker. <laughs> right? Sound of the week material for sure. <laughs> right? Uh, right. But again, it's a piece of art. Now, check these lyrics out real quick. Okay. Put yourself back. Okay. Matter of fact, don't put yourself back to 1967. I can't. You can't. You weren't born. I was three years old or two years old, whatever I was. Gotcha. Okay. Put yourself back in 1988, 1989, when Nirvana, Nirvana, did, when Nirvana okay. did the demo test and were used it in live shows. All right. Remember I told you this is the sway, moshing, punky kind of feel to it, right? This is a song with one verse, one chorus, by the way. That's it. Okay. This is another thing that and, makes and they're, it. they're going to blow my mind, these, these no, lyrics? Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Okay. comes the lyrics, baby. Adam, here it is right here. Tell me. Now, you have to open your mind for this. I am. Okay? Totally open. Now, if she ever comes down now, mm-hmm. if she ever comes down now, mm-hmm. if she ever comes down now, now, if she ever comes down now, <laughs> yeah, if she ever comes down now, oh, she looks so good, Adam. Oh, she's made out of wood. She's so... Oh, that's it, Adam. Those are the lyrics that are going to blow my mind? <laughs> You're blown away right now, Adam. <laughs> I'm, I'm something, I'll tell you that. Hey, good save, Costino. <laughs> Adam, the words go with the sonic. That is the key. That is the key to the song. Making the vocalist an instrument yes. just repeating like a metronome or something I, I understand this remember what I tell you sway and moshing here you go right there watch out their punch watch out for that punch out. you're bopping again Picks up. Costilo, can you go ahead and and, uh, and fast forward it real quick? Yeah, yeah, just because this is basically the song, Adam. Okay. That's the entire song. That's the That's entire exa- content of yes, the lyrics. As a matter of fact, Adam, that was a number three song. Number three on what? On the Billboard. <laughs> the Nirvana version no. or the other version? The Nirvana version was played live. Okay. That's where moshing galore happens, Adam. So now you have to play the Velvet Underground version. Okay, we need no to play worries, the Velvet no Underground version because I want to hear what's number three on the charts and is apparently is not as sonically tasteful as this one or, or oh, as substantial anyway. Put yourself in 1967, right, right. Adam. Gotcha. It's a peaceful little beginning. 
Hast du Song, by the way, Adam. you know how we get now we get insight into the writing process of how bands put songs together, and a guitarist or somebody will come in with a little ditty or a little riff or something, and, right, they'll, right, and right. they'll play it, and the vocalist yeah. will just mutter something that kind of rhymes. Yes, that's called uh, scatting. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they just do that and just kind of flow with the sound of the music. That's that. <laughs> this is like this is an unfinished track. This is something that is not ready to actually be produced and put on put on the wax. Adam, think about it. You, I told you, you have to put yourself in the time context of this, okay? This okay. is the beatnik times, okay? This is maybe the times where people are saying, they're, they're swaying just a tad mm -hmm. from British invasion, right? From the right. Beatles and everything else right. that's going from on. from the Beatles. I'm just right. fresh off of watching Get Back, right. which is like the in the studio, watching right. the Beatles construct all those songs. This is something that I would, I would hear from Get Back, where... They're doing a thing. It's like, oh, we, we could put some words to this, but that's the way it is. If you're not blown away, Adam. <laughs> yeah. I'm blown away. That is number three. It made it to number three on the charts. I'm blown away. Well, got the right. <laughs> I think I even got the wrong outro. <laughs> It's not too bad. It's not too bad. No, no, no. Adam, let's get let's move on. You were not blown away by the lyrics, Adam. I can't believe that. <laughs> not by Lou Reed. You don't appreciate it. Now I'm blown away. Adam, my first flop, Adam. But today, <laughs> born on this day, actually, rock and roll birthdays, Adam. This guy right here be on the vocals, oh, Adam. Bruce Dickinson, Bruce Adam. He is 64. Dickinson. Yes, Adam. Singer-songwriter of Airplane Pilot, Entrepreneur, and English Heavy Metal Band Leader, Adam. Real renaissance man. With Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. That's right. We need Adam, yes. I should have blown you away with this one, actually. <laughs> I can't believe you're not blown away Isn't by it, that. Didn't you count down like 1, 2, 3, 14? Yes, and I want to say in, uh, <laughs> I think in Italian. Oh, is that what it is? I think so, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Adam. Dave Evans, Adam. He's 61 today. Dave Evans? Yes, Adam, a.k.a. The Edge, Adam. The Edge! I would change it to The Edge, too. <laughs> just Dave Evans. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Knopfler, Adam, August the 12th of 1949. You know who he is, right? From the Dire Straits. From Dire Straits. Straits, sure. Now, there's another guy with a lot of talent right there. A lot of, he's produced a lot of records. Okay. You don't hear a lot about mm. Mark Knopfler, though. No. But he's very respected, Adam, in the music community. Okay. Just like Lou Reed is. Just <laughs> FYI, Adam. <laughs> Adam, Ricky Rocket, August the 8th, 1959. He's, Poison guy. He is 63. Drummer. He also has a podcast, Adam, as he documents, Adam, as he vlogs the tour this summer. I don't know if you checked it out on oh, YouTube. Oh, no, I haven't. Very cool, yeah. The drummer for Poison, yeah. Did he, show, did he show his donger and some pictures? Like uh, <laughs> <laughs> like Mr. Tommy Lee. Like Tommy Lee. Yeah, Let's yeah. leave that one for a little bit later as well, Adam. <laughs> Adam, Whitney Houston. She would have been 61 years old today, Adam. 
born uh, August the 9th, 1961. Died yeah. in uh, February the 11th, 2012. Tragic. Matter of fact, there's a, there's a documentary on her out there. You know, oh, there has to be. There are, no, no, there's no, probably no. five. I'm talking about a recent one. And they're, you know, they're trying to police up her image, I think, is what they're trying to do. They did a really good job, if you ask me. I mean, is her image really that um, blemished? I mean, she got in with the, the Bobby Brown, and then they started yeah. on a little druggy thing. But it's not like she... Did a lot of cruel things you know, to people. That's I don't true. Think. I know, but you know, still people want to remember the like we were talking about the other day. You know, the morbid stuff. Yeah. Adam, here you go. Also, Anthony L. Ray Adam. Mm. Anthony. He, he we, sing, we, he Tony. Sing, Tony. He, hold on. No. He sings. Anthony Kiedis. Adam. He sings about what we uh, practice in our medical office. But, Sir makes a lot, Adam. He is the man with the loves, the big butts, and he oh, cannot wow. lie, Adam. Yes, Sir makes a lot, Sir Adam. He is fifty nine, Adam. Adam, this week we will forego. Forego what? The rumpology reading, Adam. Oh, we don't have anybody in the waiting room? No, 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 we don't because our office was closed due to COVID, Adam. Oh, shit. (laughs) I I didn't get a notice on that. (laughs) Yes, it it was, Adam. (laughs) Should we have taken other precautions? (laughs) Okay. Wow. Matter of fact, before we do that, just to keep it real. Bitch, please. Oh, shit. <laughs> that was pretty loud. Those are medical. <laughs> Those were our medical Medi- medical instruments. <laughs> our instruments were getting disinfected out of It's our hashtag. What the for holes? <laughs> our consultry. <laughs> Tommy, it seems like it's a long time ago now, but we had a we had a victory. We had a good thing happen. Such as Al Qaeda leader Ayman Al Zahiri. Oh uh, yeah, he was killed, wasn't he? Was killed. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> how did he die, Adam? But listen, how was he killed? Exactly, yeah. that is the question. It was killed by America's secretive and gruesome R9X Hellfire missile. <laughs> You've heard about the Hellfire before, right? The modified RX-9 trades the standard Hellfire's explosive warhead for a halo of six metal fins that look like swords that are sharp enough to slice through concrete and steel on their way to a target. The lethal payload has earned the RX-9 nicknames like the Flying Ginsu or the Ninja Bomb. I thought it was the you can run, but you can't hide. (laughs) (laughs) Designed to be launched from an unmanned drone, the 100-pound RX-9 deploys the blades through its skin while in flight. (laughs) One U.S. official described the weapon as a speeding anvil falling from the sky with knives. Adam, did you witness this by any chance on Top Gun? Maverick. No, no, no. This is this is something totally foreign to this. They only they only want high explosives there. <laughs> to its proponents, the U.S. defense community, this weapon's design allows it to minimize collateral casualties, smashing into and slicing through a lone target rather than exploding in an expanding ball of hot shrapnel like a conventional Hellfire. Some have even suggested the weapon, which originated during the Cold War as an anti-tank missile designed to be fired from a helicopter, could kill a passenger of a car without damaging or harming the driver. Holy so shit. precise. What I heard was he walked out onto his balcony because he was a regular smoker. He would go out to the balcony, puff away, and that would be a beautiful opportunity for a drone from whatever distance away to drop this thing in there and slice him to ribbons. Had he had just finished raping some goats at him. <laughs> I don't know the status of I that, hope so. <laughs> but that missile with the knives and and slicing things up, and I, apparently, its telltale sign is 
you just have like a hole. There is a hole in this place and a bunch of people parts hanging around. There's no explosion. Everybody else is fine around there. It's like that little edge of the knife that they just poop, poke in there and pick out the guy that they want. I don't know why they apply the tell me who you with and I'll tell you who you are rule and just blew everybody away. Oh. <laughs> Minus the goats, Adam. They want to seem precise. They want to say, you're the guy we're after. We're going to get you and we're going to take you down. Can you imagine the other ones? They were like shitting their pants, their uh, their man dresses or whatever it may mm-hmm. be, whatever they wear. The the MC Hammer pants that they, they, have, they have underneath the... Uh, but apparently this is the guy that did a lot of planning for like the original... Twin Towers bombing. Yes, I read coal. The, I read his resume. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all sorts and and other embassies around the world. When was this? This was just what, a couple of weeks ago. My story is dated from the beginning of August. <laughs> oh wow! So it was probably at the it's end of been end a while. Of, end of July. <laughs> it's been a while, Adam. <laughs> but we can still celebrate it. Oh, absolutely. We're gonna celebrate that on the What the Free Hall is. <laughs> that's that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I love it when bad guys are killed that way, Adam. I know. And we have, like, great ways of taking them out. <laughs> New and inventive. What a death. I'm telling you, the other people wants to shit their pants. You like to get Tommy it. and Adam right. hard-to-name hard podcast. podcast. Sound of the week. Actually, I would like to hear the sounds, Adam, they made. You know how they have that thing where way back in history, when some guy was going to be beheaded, yeah. he said, look at me because I'm going to blink my eyes for as long as I can, for as long as I that I have consciousness and blood in my brain. And I guess he did it for like almost a minute or something like that. He was what, blinking what his eyes. What story is this that? This is way back when. Maybe this guy got hit with the, the flying Gensu. <laughs> his head's laying there. What the <laughs> hell happened to me? <laughs> Where did this come Adam, from? Adam, that image of you blinking your eyes the way you are <laughs> very creepy, Adam. <laughs> what have you been up to, Adam, in the past month? Jeez. Well, I didn't have any of this to do, so Ooh. I had to do other things. Uh, Tommy, usually we have uh, new music. Okay. If, if you want new music, I can give you new music. Do what you got to do, Adam. <clears throat> but we've already missed the rumpology. But I'll think we'll go this week with new appearances from our old friends. Uh, uh, un- unexpected appearances from our old friends. Oh, is this going to be a repeat? We'll start from this one. Sabbath, Adam, yes. Was that the Sabbath? Uh, was that the uh, Ozzy Iamoni, uh, Tony Iamoni, Tony Iamoni, and, uh, and Ozzy reunion, playing the closing ceremonies of the Commonwealth Games. Oh, uh, the first time playing together since February fourth, twenty seventeen. I haven't bothered to look at the. Is that on YouTube? It is. Uh, Ozzy is on a, a platform to himself, and Tony Iommi is just kind of prowling the stage a bit. And apparently, Geezer Butler was down with COVID, so he couldn't also join in to the fun. Oh, I thought they had left Geezer out. No. Apparently, there's a story saying that he, he'd been unwell. Oh, okay. So, so they I made thought, an appearance. I thought he had been shunned at him. And uh, everybody was surprised that Ozzy was going to be able to take the stage and perform mm-hmm. like that. And we also have another appearance by some of our old friends. <laughs> Smith. This is closer to the heart. Oh yeah, this is off of the uh, 
the South Park something, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's horrible fan recording. There's Getty. But Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson took the stage with Matt Stone uh, from South Park, creator of fame, uh, on drums. And also the band Primus was there playing a whole bunch of other stuff. And it was the, the South Park 25th anniversary concert at Red Rocks. Oh, and, that must have been really a, cool. As a surprise to everybody. Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson step on stage. That must be really cool that you have the cartoon like South Park, yeah, and you have the clout to. Uh, and they were inter- call upon these, uh, you know, living gods of rock and roll. They were they were introduced to the stage with on the backdrop, you know, on the back screen, the South Park versions oh, of Alex and Getty talking wow. <laughs> talking on the background. I need to check that out. But yeah, it's pretty. I cool. think I saw that on Loudwire, either Ultimate Classic Rock, one of the two. Mm-hmm. Yep, and we also have one more piece of sound beto o'rourke he is a candidate for texas governor okay i don't know if this election is upcoming or not but Mm -hmm. uh, anyway he's at a town hall meeting (laughs) it it was focused on gun control and stuff like this and and of course uh, he's very pro gun control he wants the assault weapons out of people's hands of course he's in texas there's going to be some hecklers is that somebody come up to him and said you've already lost buddy <laughs> you're in <laughs> texas there's plenty of of people that want to heckle him or whatever oh yeah this is how he's dealing with a heckler and he has a very interesting way of making his emphatic point oh, okay Adam. so we Can't need wait. to listen to his diatribe here take that weapon that was originally designed for use on the battlefields in vietnam to penetrate an enemy soldier's helmet at 500 feet and knock him down dead up against kids at five feet it may be funny to you motherfucker <laughs> but it's not funny to me okay <laughs> Did you hear the crowd? I mean, after he emphatically says, "Hey, I'm not having any of this," and I'll show you why. <laughs> His chances may have gone up <laughs> if he's calling a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast. Sound oh, of the man. week. Adam, you're using the right language. <laughs> Maybe not the right uh, subject, but the right language. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast. Oh, Adam. Of the week. Shit, we we yes. we didn't do a rompology reading. You know we couldn't escape without doing a motherfuckeria. Okay, it just wasn't gonna happen. All right, Where are we Adam. Going? Here is the title of this motherfuckeria. Okay, Vince Neil makes his grand old Opry debut. Adam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did. The only thing that I saw about this is that somebody was outraged. <laughs> somebody said, "What business does he have being in the grand old Opry?" But yeah, how did this go over? How did this happen? Vince Neil added a new stage performance, Adam. Okay. <laughs> to his list uh, a Tuesday night when he played Nashville's venerable Grand Old Opry mm. for the first time. Now, what was he backed by? Did it, Was he backed by his own personal band? Adam, I'm going to go ahead and let you be oh. the judge of this, okay? Okay. Check it out. Here it is. 
international superstar, accomplished businessman, heartfelt philanthropist, and his unmistakable voice it led uh, the, the rock songs, the greatest rock songs of our generation, and making his Grand Ole Opry debut. Please help him celebrate at this moment. Would you please, Vince Neal. That's got to feel good. Listen to it. He's walking up on stage. Yeah. Is he, is he standing in the spot? The round center stage yes, or whatever yes, it is? Yes. yes. I've stood there, by the way. Yeah. And uh, I see some friends and family out here, and uh, I want to thank you guys for coming out. This is uh, this is really a chilling thing, place to be, standing up here, you know. Let's go ahead and cut oh, this real quick. We're gonna do something for you. So, of course. So, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Adam went with the save song, Adam. Okay. Home sweet home. Sure. Not, not good move, if you ask me. Even though he, he, he uh, started it by saying he's yeah. recently moved to Tennessee. That seven years ago, actually, is what he said. Okay. Yeah. Actually, the introduction is what threw me off. <laughs> yeah. The guy gave him all kinds of props. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. kind of struggled there to to recognize the kind of music he was uh, involved man. in. Yes. Right. Phil yeah, philanthropist. Did, overall, he did a good job singing the song. You know, I thought so. Uh, he was backed up by a local band. He had a couple of uh, uh, female uh, backup singers as well, so it helped him out through the song. I thought he did. It. Actually, I think he did a really good job. This is fan recorded. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, check this out, Adam. How um, many the, songs did he get to sing? I think it was that was the only one. Molly Cruz singer. I called him a philanthropist. Also, did yeah. you know? Yeah, did know. you notice that? Does he have like a, I, a lot of charities? I, I guess he does, Adam. I don't know. So anyway, maybe he, he has like a scoliosis charity for, uh, for Mick Mars, <laughs> does, or does he, <laughs> or maybe he has some kind of cancer charity because of his daughter that had died away. Skylar, I believe, was her name. Oh, X amount of years ago. I bet, never know. I bet that's true. That probably is something you know right. that he has going on. Anyway, the Motley Crue singer made his debut at the Opry performing Motley Crue's 1985 power ballad, Adam, Home Sweet Home. Yeah. You could watch the footage on your own when you get a chance. The Opry, Adam, was founded in 1925. It hosts the longest running radio broadcast. I think I had said that when I visited the Opry a couple of years ago, Adam. Affirmative. It sometimes include performers like Neil. Adam, uh, outside of its usual uh, mm. country music fanfare. Right. Uh, uh, the Cruise Singer song selection, you heard it. It was Home Sweet Home. Sure. He already had an Opry connection before its appearance uh, that Tuesday night. In 2009, country singer Carrie Underwood, she was inducted to the Opry early that year, had uh, released a cover of Home Sweet Home, Adam. So I, I don't know how you can piece those two together, but I guess the Did song... Did she sing it at the, the Opry? Yes, the song is that glues them together, I guess. Okay. Adam, you'd be surprised I to am. hear this list of performers okay. at the Grand Ole Opry. And this is the real motherfucker, Adam. Okay. Not because Vince Neil was. I mean, I, I get it. I, I can respect that. Uh -huh. He did a good job. He didn't get all crazy up there. Started talking about licking pussy and shit that they used to <laughs> do. Like a, <laughs> girls, girls, girls or anything up there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Adam's like, he did pretty good with that. Check it out. Yeah. President Richard Nixon, Adam. Performed? That's what it says there, Adam. Performed. Does that mean yes. do a song? Is that what that did means? Did a song. Yes, Adam. Spoken word. 
Probably. <laughs> okay. Kevin Bacon, Adam. Oh, in his little uh, side band. Little yes, thing. Adam. Also on the president, side note on President Richard Nixon, Adam, he had a deep throat in the audience. Adam. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to, it's inevitable. Adam. Yeah, it's going to live on. We had to take the cheap shot. Anyway, Adam. <laughs> Kevin Costner also performed at sure. the Grand Old Opry. Sure, sure. What do you mean, sure? What do you know about that? He's got a little band. He, he, he does? Like, he does. Like what uh, DJ uh, Herc? <laughs> DJ Cool Herc? Don't disrespect him. He, he does these little like pop-up gigs and like a, has a block party of uh, country <laughs> country music and the stuff. A block party. I like that. <laughs> Robert Duvall, Adam. Oh, I didn't know that. James Brown. Mm. That's a good uh, heads up. Do we, do we have Opry, a year? Do we have Opry. a year I when he did that? The, I don't have the year. That would have been good. Mm. Stevie Wonder, Adam. Mm. The Smashing Pumpkins did the opera. Yes, sir. Fully electric? Or they, I would or they know. pare it down? I, I don't know the whole deal. I, I don't know what these guys did. I'm just giving you the name, so you just have to use your imagination right. on that. Stevie Ray Vaughan and Double that. Trouble. Yeah. Sure. Because I've seen them play Austin Nights on that. It's pretty right, cool. Right. Yeah. Adam, mm -hmm. Steven Tyler, which is understandable. Sure. He's, they, a lot of these guys do hang out in Nashville. You know, it's Music City. Mm-hmm. You know this one already. Robert Plant. Oh, of course. Sense. Jack Black on his own mm. performed at the Opry. On his own? Yes. Adam, and check this out. Since I didn't blow you away on lyrics that'll blow you away. <laughs> Adam. Uh-huh. I'm dead serious on this, buddy. Okay. It's gonna blow you away for sure, Adam. Okay. The Wu-Tang Clan, no. Adam. Yes, sir. On June the 9th, 2019, Adam. On their tour called International Enter the Wu-Tang 25th Anniversary Tour, Adam. And if you could check it out on YouTube, I'm going to give you the link to it. There was a lot of motherfuckering going on there. Well, yes, sir. Absolutely. They didn't respect yes. the hallowed halls of the <laughs> Opry? <laughs> wow. I don't believe that one. <laughs> you know what, Adam? You mentioned the Tommy Lee Schlong, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. Next time, Adam, that Vince Neil goes there, he should go ahead and take Tommy Lee <laughs> and maybe do a little bit better than the Wu-Tang. It's the Tommy and Adam Hardening Podcast. Motherfuckeria. Adam, if that isn't a motherfuckeria, I don't know what it is, Adam. Wow. What do you think about that? Was that cool or what? That was really neat. There's those names. There's a bunch of them that I wouldn't have expected. Never. I never expected the Wu-Tang. That's why I closed out. Yeah, no I, Well, that and Tommy Lee Schlong. You know, what can I tell you? <laughs> Good times, bad times. On the Tommy and Adam Martin Podcast. Adam. Adam, I... Yeah. I get anxious the entire show. I just want to get to this part, Adam. Just to hear that, that music. <laughs> just to hear. Just to hear Tenacious D do that. You think we could get to it faster? <laughs> Maybe we should just move it to the front. Maybe. Let's just change this with the uh, yeah, with the email thing. Yeah. Exactly. Adam, go ahead and have the bad times. Oh, bad times? Yeah. Okay. Well, it was bad times for an Italian decathlete. Ooh. His name is Alberto Nonio. Okay. And uh, he was on, he was running the 400 meter race. I guess it's a sprint. One lap, isn't it? 400 meters is a lap. Uh, okay, yeah, I guess. One so. lap of the track. But he was on that event and. He was having difficulty. Uh-oh. Uh, it was a track meet in Colombia. and Colombia the country or Colombia the city? Colombia the country. Okay. I believe so. Uh, the unfortunate moment happened in the 400-meter event, World Athletics Under-20 Championship. Nonio's 
was forced to lose. He was leading the race. He was forced to lose his spot at the front of the pack and cover up his private several times <laughs> because they kept popping out of his shorts. Was he trying to audition for that one movie you were talking about? <laughs> Let me see his picture. Multiple, multiple oh, times shit. on his lap. He had to grab his junk and put it back inside of his, his pants, and it kept coming out. So he went from first to dead freaking last. So that, that's the bad times for Alberto Nonio. He had the schlong, schlong malfunction. I mean, there's, uh, there's some, some good stuff there. The fact that it could actually fall out of the shorts. <laughs> that is a good feature. I'm telling you, Adam, he was saying he's trying to he's trying to get a spot on that movie. On that show. <laughs> oh, it's a show, Adam. I thought it was a documentary. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a full season. Well, you got all kinds of stuff going on with that, but you know the whole deal. Adam, I got good times, Adam. Okay. Some stranger thing fans, Adam. Everybody loves the Stranger Things. Are now trying to cancel Metallica. Okay, why would they do that? And well, what? Uh, but the, the and Metallica are, is beloved Adam, because are, of the, the those song are the good the times, show. Adam. That way they disassociate themselves from that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I just hit you with my punchline, Adam. Uh -huh. But okay. you know, <laughs> Adam, let's just go ahead and give you why this is a good times. Okay? okay, I say they take away Metallica from this. Mm -hmm. You know, I get it. They, you know, their sales boosted all this good stuff, right? Right. I'm sure. That was the big story. That was, that was, it, the, big was story. it was the, the number one song one, all of a sudden. There was some piece also that the one of the guys from Stranger Things gets to jam out with Metallica as well. So, like, he was playing the guitar. Like with, on stage or something? I don't know where it was. I just, was, oh. I just saw that. I was like, oh. Here we go. It's all about Stranger Things. You know, I have never seen that show ever in my life. I canceled Netflix anyway. So I so canceled I, Netflix? Yes, I did, yeah, Adam. So, yes. Some Stranger Things viewers, Adam, have turned against Metallica again, good times, in a seeming attempt to cancel the veteran metal band. What's uh, What in their past has been cancelable? After learning more hmm. about their past, Adam, Metallica got a boost in particularly last month, and we already know about that when one of their songs, Master of Puppets. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, this is my theory on this. Oh, good. Now, you do know that you got younger fans right now that have been fed electronica, artificially produced music by computers and whatnot for a couple of decades now. Okay. Probably completely shut out from musicians playing actual instruments which who do we have to blame for that the parents adam mm. you and i adam mm. have subjected our children to the kind of music we've listened to absolutely where we have dumbfounded them with it going like what the hell is this exactly. but at least they know but the great majority don't have great parents like you and me that's true that could feed some ozzy osbourne sure motley crew shot the devil van halen women and children first adam Mm -hmm. All these great albums, these awesome, wholesome records, Adam, played by these great musicians. And all of a sudden, they're watching TV and they're listening to Master of Puppets. It blew them away, Adam. They were just completely dumbfounded. They were like, holy macaroni. So they became obsessed. What is this? They became immersed in this yes. song. They said, what is the source of this song? We need to yes. search out the creators of this music. Actually, they were probably even getting more curious when they were watching guys like Machine Gun Kelly attempting to try to play an instrument. Mm. Is he big with this new generation? I think so, yeah. They've been watching some YouTube stuff on this guy. Okay. Commercials and whatnot. Okay. It's like, wow. I think he got infected when he did The Dirt. Oh, uh, he wasn't he Tommy Lee? Yes, he was Tommy Lee, yes. Okay. It's probably when he caught the, the metal bug or the rock and roll bug. Oh, okay. So these fans caught the rock and roll bug through Stranger Things. 
However, Adam, you know, the cancel culture is always there, peeking its ugly head now, mm-hmm. lately. In other words, Adam, the internet foofas, Adam. Foofas? Yes, the ones that want to influence Adam. Mm. Others, because I guess these kids or these people who listen to influencers can't think for themselves, Adam, have no critical thinking skills, Adam. There is mm. a TikToker of all things, Adam. She is called Serena Trueblood. Serena Trueblood. She Blood. is the influencer, Adam, that hosts this social media platform, Adam. And her show is called Is Your Fave Problematic? I get no fucking idea what the hell. Oh, so is. she just wants to cancel everything. She wants yes. to find anything in some entity or some person's past and say, look, they were bad back here. They she, did wrong things. She said that they were Nazis because there's some picture of Lars and Hetfield raising their hands uh, like in a Nazi salute. Oh. Well, I brought up uh, Jimmy Page dressing in uh, Nazi regalia. Yes, that's right. For, yeah. for the art of shock. Yep. Remember? Yep. She also hmm. shows footage of Metallica making fun of Kurt Cobain's death, Adam. Anyway, again, Adam, I just got to say that that is the good news, Adam, for uh, Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's how you get big because when you get to a level that people want to cancel you, that, that's as big I, as you, you know, can get. I, in all seriousness, I think that this cancel culture thing is completely out of hand. This whole deal with people speaking their minds and shaming people to make them say this or the other. Let me tell you something real quick. Mm. You know Jadir Molina, the, the, the catcher, the catcher of the St. Louis Cardinals, right? Yes. The great catcher, Puerto Rican extraordinaire. Right. He's also uh, the owner of one of the island's basketball teams. Very popular. Basketball down there is pretty big. Okay. So what's a... Uh, Profes- is this a professional team? Pro- it's a semi-professional team. Okay. They were playing in some championship game. Something got canceled because of the rain. I think the venue was all jacked up. I don't know what the whole deal was. Jadir Molina fired off a bunch of tweets or Instagrams or something condemning this team. You know, His team? Yeah, no, no. The other team yeah, that they were, okay. his team was playing against. Okay. And their venue sucked and this and the other. And, you know, it was disrespectful to the fans and a slew of shit. Then it was misspelled and all kinds of stuff. Okay. An incredible backlash through social media. Even the regular media picked it up. They shamed him, Adam, for him. Ended up apologizing and retracting his statements, Adam. Did he say anything that wasn't factual? Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. Again, social media used as a tool to mm. silence this guy. What gives them a right to silence him? What gives these... Uh, what's her name? True blood, true blood, whatever the hell her name is. Yeah, true blood. Who the hell is this? It's just like, who the hell are we? Who is Tommy not to tell anybody any different? It sounds like she's a professional canceler. I guess. She goes through histories and finds all things that look like, hmm, looks like it didn't pass today. Her, she's not the problem. The problem is these morons listening to her. Does she have a lot of followers? I would think so. I mean, if, if she made it onto some mainstream uh, news where this Metallica thing was going on. But if it, if it just comes through our rock channels... They sometimes pick up things that are somewhat still obscure and not really mm. big stories. Okay, let's just hope so. That's what I'm hoping that's the case. All I'm saying is, Metallica, go ahead and thank her. She did you guys a favor. Their next show will still be sold out. <laughs> Without a doubt, Adam. <laughs> How about we cancel this, Adam? <laughs> We're getting canceled, too? What do you think? Oh, I don't want to be canceled. You think we should cancel the show right now? <laughs> At least this episode, Adam, it sunk. It stunk highly. We could put it on a, a vote on an email <laughs> if you want to go through all those emails. Adam, I expect to be here uh, a little bit uh, sooner than later. Yeah. How's that? A little bit more consistency would be nice. <laughs> hey, we got 22 this season. What do you want? Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty good. Yeah. Go ahead, Adam. Take us home.
Are we going to say good, goodbye to Godzilla? Uh, Godzilla's gone. Godzilla left? Yeah. I, I, I didn't even turn around throughout the show. I thought he was here. I, if you always turn around at him because you're expecting his tail close to you. Once he plays his last song, he's out of here. <laughs> well, as always, we want to thank our legion of listeners, our fans, and whoever else subjects themselves to this podcast. We really appreciate it. Keep in mind that life is not that serious. No, it's not. Nor is anything we said on this podcast. Again, search the keywords, the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast App, RSS Podcast, CastBox, Himalaya, Owl Trail, and everywhere else this podcast is on demand and streaming. Activate the notification icon to be notified when you're online and tell a friend or an enemy. I'm Adam Tate. And I am Tommy Martinez. Today is August 13, 2022, and you are listening to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Remember to always play it often, play it loud, but play it. Yeah. The Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast is produced by Dadakoa Promotions. Yeah! Which are the Kansas. Dadakoa Promotions.